drop, stop, slow down. I know you want to get to your segment, but right now, you're going to, on the fly, read this. Anybody. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Dawn. No, I'm just saying, I had some thought. And then I went back to milk, eggs, <laughs> brown sugar. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We will start with this nice email that came in uh, yesterday morning, right after the show. Rad at radradio.com. It is from Cat. Says, I would truly like to express my appreciation towards the show. I am a transgender high schooler, and I've been listening to your show for literally my entire life. I'm graduating this year, and after all of the intense struggles I've gone through with an unaccepting family, mental health struggles, actual physical abuse in my relationships, you guys have been there with unwavering positivity, albeit with a bit of sarcasm. (laughs) No. Especially with things like Butt Monday. Yes, that's... (laughs) We're turning that, in, turning that into a shirt. No kidding. Yes. It's fabulous. Uh, I revel in how much fun you guys are. Thank you for everything that you do. And especially, Dawn, keep your everlasting light shining and keep making all of us who have nothing better to listen to on weekday mornings have an overall better day. Wow. Sweet. Well written for a high school kid. I know. Oh my gosh. Much better than I could do. I, I'm, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure for all the reasons we don't even need to say out loud, Cat is way ahead of most people graduating high school. Based on the experiences Sadly. that they have gone through. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, I got an update here. Uh, yesterday, I promoted uh, a NorCal Gun Vault's two new classes without knowing whether or not there were actually any slots left. Uh, I believe it was uh, it was Kyle or Brandon quickly hopped on the website and said, well, if the website is up to date, they're still taking signups. So I heard from Eddie at NorCal Gun Vault in Rockland. Both of the classes are, as of last night, half full. Uh, they're doing a, a Stop the Bleed class and an Active Shooter Civilian Response class. Once the, they're sold out, they're sold out. That You don't have to pay for the uh, Stop the Bleed class. That one is uh, no cost, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on March 2nd. And the Active Shooter Civilian Response cost is 150 bucks. It's a two-hour session, same date. Uh, and again, they're both half-filled up. And Eddie wanted me to mention that the youngest age eligible to take the classes are, is 12 years old. A lot wow. of people aren't thinking. So, I, I mean... I, I love that. Active shooter, you know, I mean. It's a reality. This all started with school shootings. Oh, no, my So, God. now, whether or not you, you, you want, I mean, your kids are exposed to it at school. I mean, yes. you know, this reality that Dawn and I can't even relate to. No, they do drills. It it's, it's blows our mind. Shooter drills. Um, but, uh, so they're getting it there, but it's available, and both of the classes would be available for as young as 12. You just sign up at NorCalGunVault.com, go under the training tabs. And it is sad because... Mass shootings are are common now, especially at schools. And so you think, oh yeah, that all happens on the news someplace else. But it actually happened uh, to my uh, stepdaughter at her school, and it was actually a gun threat from a kid who was sitting at her table. Oh, good. No. So it, it's it's a process. It's a thing. It, it's been very uh, very trying to to work with the school and find out what they're doing to mitigate it all. But yeah, it's very real. So the younger you can get them in there, unfortunately, to get them me- mentally and emotionally prepared would be a great thing to do at NorCal Gun Vault. And the active shooter class is specifically about how do you identify a shooter what do you do? How do you take care of others? And and so they could take the what they're trained to do at school and apply this knowledge, and, and hopefully they'll never need to use it. Uh, my kids would have got the worst education ever because I would have been homeschooling them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think, A, you could call that an education. Uh, and and I, I doubt they would have passed their very first uh, uh, test or whatever they have to do where you check oh in with the, with the state. They would, Ma'am, no, this is not going to work. Uh, we have an update. A couple of weeks ago, or last week, I forget, uh, Brianna wrote in, one of our Briannas, and said, 
Uh, we're having a chili cook-off at work, and uh, which one of Rob's recipes should I use? Because there's, there's actually like seven chili recipes. <laughs> Why that voice? Because it's Brianna uh, that we have in the, the main uh, cookbook. All of our cookbooks are available at radradio.com in the Stupid Store. Superstore. Uh, so uh, Brandon and I offered up what we think are the two best chilies. Uh, the My personal go-to lately and favorite based on what I crave, is the Texas chili, so it has no beans. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, just yeah. ground beef, some yes. tomatoes, jalapeno, yes. uh, and a bunch of spices. Um, but Brandon's favorite is exactly what I would go to usually if I just wanted more, uh, I guess, consistency. Substance, yeah. Yes. I yeah. think when when the original chili recipe, which is my go-to, it's the OG, um, it has a lot more well, it has kidney beans in it, so yeah. it gets you fuller quicker. And and slightly different spices. Yeah. Uh, and so we told her, you know, because there's other recipes in there that are like, for me, once a year, a southwestern chili, a white bean mm. chili, things like that. But if you're going to do a, a cook-off, a contest at work, one of those two. So she chose, she wrote in the other day, yesterday, said she chose the, uh, the Texas chili, no beans, wanted some advice on do I make it at home and then take it in in the crock pot or do I, do I barely make it and then finish it at work? So I told her just finish it at home. Go in, keep it warm, and I wanted to know the results. So, she wrote in. uh, And she says, the Rad Radio Texas Chili was voted the overwhelming favorite out of the seven chilies at work. Hell yeah. Uh, And she uh, sent along a picture of the uh, first place award she got. She got a a little chili pepper on a a stand that says first place. (laughs) Cool. Uh, She said the notes from the various employees that tasted the chili were things like, quote, this has everything chili needs. Quote, this is real Texas chili. Quote, nice. this is by far the best chili. And, quote, I ate three bowls. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. Chili cookouts are the best. Right. When you read it yesterday, I was envisioning, uh, help me, boys, The Office. Who, Who's like the, he was the dumber. Oh, Kevin. Ke- yeah. Kevin. So- I envision there's a there's an episode Rob where he's bringing and he's so proud of his chili beans right and it's like this huge like bowl not bowl but this huge pot and he's carrying it in and it spills all over the floor. I've seen the gif. Yes, yeah. that's why I was like, God, I hope nobody does that at his at our office. So I discovered something new. I didn't realize you could put a can of chili or a. If you have a, a pot of chili made, take a scoop and put it in a thing of macaroni and cheese and call it chili mac. Yeah. Brand new to this. Just found out. Delicious. <laughs> Which, that is like the one use for canned chili. Oh, right? Yes. I mean, canned chili, you still have great memories, you know, as a kid, camping oh, with dad. Yes. But that's one of those foods you open up as, as an adult and you go, oh, no. This How is... Why, why did I ever consume this? This is too close to dog food. Yeah, oh, and 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 uh, yes. um and canned beef stew. Same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. really? God. How did we not mm-hmm. notice those mm-hmm. smells well, as a kid? Eh, you Honestly. don't. You don't know. You know oh your taste God. buds. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> oh, of food, uh, uh, if you're watching us live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, the things you may notice. We just got this email. And says, it looks like there's a party in the producer's studio. Kyle is pulling out endless food bags. What is all that? (laughs) Yeah, so Brandon and I were in the studio working late, and Brandon was helping me out quite a bit, and... uh and I really appreciate his work effort, so I offered Aww. him dinner or breakfast, and we settled on breakfast. So I went a little crazy and ordered some breakfast for us this morning. Oh, nice. Sweet. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, thank um, you. We have a quick update here. Uh, we've been following, obviously, the progression of, uh, of AI uh, and robots and such. And, and it's, it's been kind of determined, for the most part, by everyone. As we, we talk with Ian from uh, tech to you Tuesdays, uh, which we do every uh, Tuesday morning at 11 a.m., right after the uh, Mixed Picks Sports Show, which is at 10 a.m., uh, but the, the, the sports shows every day. Uh, and, and I think we've all kind of come to the consensus that, look, we don't know where AI is going to land. But so far, the, the overwhelming benefit 
is in the medical industry. The things that they are accomplishing with yes. predicting, um, like, like they, are, they are working with AI on being able to, uh, Dawn comes into the office, fills out her medical history, they take a couple tests, and AI says, you know what? You, are a, you have an 88% chance of getting bladder cancer. Ooh. We're going to treat you now. We're going to start changing your behavior, things like that. Tons of potential. So uh, that's been kind of the thing with, with that and these, oh, my God, the, the advancements they've made with the ability of robots to do surgery. Uh, when the, what, no matter what you think of Elon Musk planting a chip in a human being last week, Ugh. a robot did it. They made the incision, planted it right in the oh. brain. It's extraordinary. Yeah, and no. and oh. the nice thing about robots is they don't have shaky hands, <laughs> they don't sweat, they don't get nervous. But they didn't have a fight with their spouse on exactly. the way into work before the surgery. <laughs> Someone didn't bring in the music they wanted, and All, this is the music they gotta have during surgery. They didn't get a bad night of sleep. Yeah. They're not hungover. There's so many Ooh. things, right? Okay, in Florida, 78-year-old Sandra Seltzer from Boca Raton had a procedure to treat her colon cancer using what's called a Da Vinci robot. It's a four-armed machine activated by a doctor who operates a camera and a surgeon who manipulates the robot's arms from a console using a joystick and foot pedals, although the robot is calibrated to not, if the doctor makes any mistakes, the robot goes, nope, I'm not going that direction. Oh. It, it, it's like, I, I won't, the, so like if the, if the doctor, the, the human doctor has the shakes, the robot calibrates for it and says, hmm. okay, you want me to go this way. So what's the point of having the doctor if the machine already knows what to do? It doesn't. So oh. the machine doesn't know where to go exactly, but it's told what to do, and then it calibrates out, or it's supposed to calibrate out human error. Hmm. You know, this reminds me of, I think it was on Grey's Anatomy, uh, one of the medical show, like, dramas, where the surgeon injured their hand. Mm. So, like, and they were afraid they were never going to be able to do surgery again. This would solve that for someone. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, she went into surgery at the Boca Raton Regional Hospital. There's a freestanding cart equipped with four arms. One arm holds a camera or the laparoscope. You know, it goes inside. Uh -huh. uh, and then the surgeon operates the other three hands, quote, quote, by putting their fingers into sets of loops behind a console. Each arm is outfitted, the three arms, with forceps, scissors, scalpels, and other surgical tools. And they can cut incisions about the size of a dime, all on the robot arms, right? Yeah. The movements are precise and result in less blood loss and trauma to the surgical site than would an open surgery with a larger cut done by a human doctor. Incredible. I, I, listen, I, I know I've mentioned this a bunch, but it, it, the reason being it's sad how many times I hear it. Just this week, um, I went to an appointment and ran into someone that I'd known a long time ago that also had a hysterectomy. And she um, is now, this is months and months later, and they cut things they shouldn't have, and she is like, has nothing to do with that part of the body, but you're dealing with so much right there that, um, yeah, like she could have died, and they injured so many parts, and she's getting all that worked out. And that's the luck of the draw. You're either gonna get a really good surgeon that knows what they're doing, and is going to not have these horror stories happen. Some women, their bladders are never the same. Just so many different things that can occur. It's amazing to me. With something like this, doesn't sound like that's that would happen. So is the price of the surgery still expensive, or does it go down a little more because we have a robot doing it, and you can't really give a robot a paycheck? Well, I mean, it, it, come on, we don't. We that's all. That's all. Medical industry and insurance companies, and they're they're you're still paying your deductible. Whatever they're, well, whatever they're charging, they're charging. That's behind the scenes stuff, and there's there's no there's there's no effect on us. Well, well listen, uh, I still want my surgeon in that room. Well, he, well, he has to be. No, no, I'm saying no matter where how advanced this gets, 
I, I, I feel like the the payment, right, is still to the human because who wants just the, the robot in the okay. room? Okay, stop with the payment stuff. Ugh. That's all insurance company stuff. It has nothing it to do with this all right, all right. at all but whatsoever. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, okay, great. Like, yeah. <laughs> Take it offline. Uh, all right, back to the back to the robot who's doing the surgery. Uh, the, the arms, remember the arms that have the forceps and the scissors and all that? Mm-hmm. They're all wrapped with little rubber sleeves to prevent electricity from in any way leaking to areas of the body outside the very precise surgical site. Cool. There's only one problem here. These robot things are still built by humans. Yeah. We haven't advanced to the point yet where AI can replicate into, we'll get there, they'll replicate themselves into robots and then they can build other robots, which will be more precise. Because this robot burned a hole in the woman's small intestine during the surgery. Oops. Led to a deadly internal leak and she died. A fault allowed stray electrical energy emanating from the robotic arms to burn her internal organs without the surgical team's knowledge. No. It's happening outside of the view of the cameras. Oh. A hole in the small intestine released uh, digestive enzymes and bile led to an infection, oh. and she went into septic shock. No. Oh. So. Okie dokie. Well, I guess it mm. depends on what robot you get to. As long as, long <laughs> oh as there are humans involved. Jeez, that's awful. Mm. So it's not just as easy as like pulling the plug out of it and or like putting an emergency stop on it because the electrical current is so built up that it's just going to emit itself into the stomach. Right? They, they they didn't know it was happening. That's, oh, that, that was yeah. the problem. It was out of their sight. There was no indication anything like this was going on. And um, oh. by the time they found it, she was in septic shock. I think you'd smell it. Uh <laughs> Like when you burn hair yeah. while you're grilling. Okay. Yeah. No, right. I mean, you know, okay, sure. obviously there wasn't a smell, but you would think it would emit some kind of smell. Yeah, like, no, what's I mean, right? You know, like, you know, or just smoke. Kyle comes up with the what most that smoke? out there <laughs> thoughts, and then you, you think about it and go, yeah. actually? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Cherie wrote in and said, uh, my hysterectomy was done by a Da Vinci robot. Um, all right, we got this email as well. Uh, this is from Anthony. I, I just, I, I, I hate that I'm reading it. I hate, I hate that Anthony had to write it. Uh, He says, uh, some of the front office workers at my kid's school found out that my daughter, who's 12, does her own laundry as a chore. One of the office workers even mentioned her being too young for that kind of chore. What? She borderline gave me a look as if I was running some sort of child labor sweatshop. Now, when I was 12, I was mowing the lawn, washing cars, and edging bushes. Am I in the wrong, or is this just some snowflake office worker? Regardless of anyone's opinion, my daughter will still be doing her own laundry. But I am honestly curious about how others may see this. By the way, it was my daughter's idea to do her own laundry, and I am a single dad. Oh. Yeah, Anthony, I, look, anybody can, you know, call or write in. It's 888-989-9811. It's RAD at radradio.com. thing that matters most to me is that you say, regardless of anyone's opinion, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. And, and it really does feel to me like you're, you're, you're asking as a curiosity. I I, the, I focus on other things like why did this even come up? Yes. And and why does the, the why does this front office worker um, have have the audacity to start telling you that it that you're or alluding to you running some sort of child labor sweatshop? So the answer is she's a snowflake or he is or she is whatever a she uh, she's a bitch. Um, I. I, I doubt I would have been able to contain myself if I were you and not asked to speak to the principal or whoever would have been her boss immediately 
and ask the very questions that I'm asking. Um, and I think it's fantastic that your daughter stepped up and said, I want to do the laundry, which she probably did because she's reaching that age of becoming a young woman. She realizes men don't know how to do laundry. Okay, so I'm thinking the situation. I'm thinking maybe the daughter is complaining at school about having to do it to her friends, and this office worker maybe overheard the conversation and is thinking – no, the other kids have to do laundry, and she's being she's she's having to do more chores than the average kid. No, I mean I don't know why she's complaining if it was her idea. Yeah, well that seems weird. Um, and uh, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. No, it goes back to how you no. started this. It's really even sad that you have to email this. I, I, honestly, it, because of kind of what Kyle was alluding to there. Sadly, yes. As each different generation of kids in our family have grown up, I've absolutely seen a trend of kids later and for whatever reason i don't know I'm, uh, adults are doing all their stuff until these kids are in high school and or beyond or be yeah and, and i find that absurd there is absolutely nothing wrong with giving your kids chores as little as two and three they want to help with stuff of course you're not having them do hard labor but having them learn at a very young age to help keep the house of where they live a certain way with the help of the family as you're working as a team is a wonderful, beautiful thing that will also set them up for life. There's absolutely, and you know what? Yes, she probably is the only 12 year old in her school, maybe two other kids that are doing their laundry at 12. And probably that's why it seems so excessive to that woman. Wow. It's absurd. That's pathetic. No, uh, it is. I've I seen, mean, oh my God. Look, no, no, look, I, I, I know. Oh. And obviously, this is all anecdotal. We don't have any stats here or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I personally know of a, of a few, few people who, who have kids in college and they're doing their laundry for them no this is a this is a 12 year old this is Damn. you know don't talking about kids that are very young helping out this is a 12 year old that's not very young no. it's time to learn life skills yes you need to know how to do your own laundry it becomes something that eventually you are going to have to do yep it's it, it's so absurd that we, that we don't have age appropriate you know uh, uh, an escalating scale of, uh, scale of what these kids are learning at home matt wrote in and said my kid is in first grade and she's doing her laundry. Good. I oversee and help occasionally, but she knows how to use the machines and fold. I learned at the same age, too. I don't wow. know. Yeah. Th th that office worker would have had a heart attack with one of my friends. Her daughter now is in college. But I remember her coming to her mom, I don't even know, age 10 or so, wanted to get paid for all her chores around the house <clears> because she heard her friends do. And her mother sat her down and said, no one pays me when I come home and do the dishes. This She just explained to her in a way, like, this is a part of living in a house with people. These are things we have to do. If you come up with things that are above and beyond, then I'll pay you for those. So she would, like, wash the windows or scrub the different things that we don't really do. And they have to do it well. And do it well. <laughs> She's like, I'll pay you for that, but... You doing laundry, you helping with dishes, you helping to dust. No, you're not getting paid for that. That's part of living in a house. And if that doesn't work, since her premise was that her friends are getting paid to do your chores, you go back to the uh, the age-old, well, if all of your friends jumped off a bridge, <laughs> would you follow them <laughs> argument? Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, uh, one of our uh, Kyle Army members. says, please tell Anthony as another single dad. I have three kids, 12, 9, and my 7-year-old daughter. They all do chores, including laundry, yes. and oh. they also help light the burn pile outside. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That's the job. Oh, yeah. They all want to do yeah, that. Yeah, that one. That's the reward. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Hello, uh, Ryan. Good morning. Yes, I just wanted to let the letter writer know that we have seven kids, 25 all the way down to eight. Oh, they all started doing their own laundry from six years old on. 
My da- my youngest daughter right now is eight. She does her own laundry. My 11-year-old does her own laundry. Good. And starting at 10, they're in the rotation of cleaning their own bathrooms. Good. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, oh I love this. All right, so let's much. get to a win Rob's change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. And yesterday, we gave away $3,422.90 to Rachel in the mega bucket. So we're starting over with a new amount of change in the bucket, uh, and we start with a bow being put on the uh, the present that had nothing inside of it that is Meg. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. Meg was our 9.30 contestant on Wednesday, and she made a guess of something like $5,400, and about an hour later she wrote in and she said, son of a bitch, I grabbed the wrong damn number off of my spreadsheet, and she wrote in her email of, of yesterday morning, uh, the correct answer is, and she had it, thirty-four twenty-two ninety, and then out of nowhere, we played Win Rob's Change yesterday at this time, and she was caller eighteen, and her phone dropped. No, no, gosh, no. We would have gotten a winner, and it would have been Meg, had her phone not dropped. And then at nine thirty, Rachel was caller eighteen, and she won three thousand four hundred twenty-two dollars and ninety cents. And Meg wrote back one more time oh, and said. Congrats, Rachel. I hate you. <laughs> I can't believe my luck. Lame sauce. All right. So, so far, response. Uh, the, uh, the Mega Bucket Clues were written by Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator, who also wrote in with an update and said, I am still riding high. After the excitement of Rachel winning over $3,400 in the Mega Bucket yesterday, I'm also thankful for those maggots who wrote in in appreciation of my clues. She, she also offered a guess for the new bucket because I did say yesterday I gave you a clue. I said, we could legitimately get a... a Right away, first-time winner, if you're paying attention and in touch with some of the things the show has been doing and talking about the last few days. She has an interesting guess. Can't tell you if it's right or wrong or not. Uh, she did say, P.S., I never did eat the actual king-size Kit Kat bar that sparked my idea. She was trying to figure out, how am I going to do this for Rob? What is it? Okay, I need a snack. She goes to the drawer. She pulls out a king-size uh, Kit Kat bar from the <laughs> snack drawer, and she goes, oh, the barcode. That'll be perfect. And that's where she led everybody. She says, I still have it. Maybe if I ever meet Rachel at a rad event, I can give it to her. Cool. All right, brand new bucket. All you have is the picture to go on and my clue. A little common sense. Uh, and if you give us the right amount of money, you'll win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Nothing says I hate myself more than waking up and watching this show. So get Rad TV now by heading to members.radradio.com. Got a few email reactions to the uh, single dad who wrote in. He's got a 12-year-old daughter that does her own laundry. Came up for some reason uh, in front of uh, one of the office workers at her school who uh, basically shamed him in some way. It's like, uh, what are you, running in a sweatshop? Uh, so lots of reaction. Uh, no one agreeing with the uh, school worker. Amber Good. says, the office worker needs to take a hike. If it were me, I'd be contacting the principal to let them know how they acted. My kids have been doing their laundry for years now, and they're 10 and 12. Nice. My 10-year-old son also helps with the yard work and pressure washes the house. Yeah. And I love this. learned he can go to the neighbors and make money doing yard work. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Pressure washing the house, though, is also, that's like the light version of lighting the bonfire. Oh, what boy doesn't want to be... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Exactly. Uh, Brian says to the letter writer who has the 12-year-old doing her own laundry, tell that school person to blank the hell off. My 11-year-old <laughs> has been doing her own laundry for at least a couple years. She also unloads the dishwasher, takes care of the cat, cleans the bathroom, and for her birthday, 
She got a new chore, washing dishes. Oh. I love it. Bonnie says, I grew up at the age of six when my mom passed and my dad became a single father to two girls. I was staying home by myself by the age of eight, doing laundry and cleaning the house to help out. That office worker needs to blank right off. Look, this is, yes. this is just more anecdotal proof. We blow things out of proportion. We think all of society is going to hell because that's what you hear about. Because people who have kids who at the age of eight, 10, and 12 who are doing chores, don't have the time to get on social media and go on cable news channels and make a spectacle Very of themselves. True. When they're given the opportunity on a show like this, they go, what are you talking about? The real world is us. The snowflakes and the people that get all the attention, they're not even close to the majority. And if you don't get these type of skills indoctrinated into your children at an early age or maybe at the age of reason between 8 and 12, they're going to grow up not doing these things. And if they get their own place, that house is going to be disgusting. That's and you a, know it is. a hoarder in training right there. Yeah, no, this is inspiring because for every story, like you said, of you know the college kids where their parents are doing their laundry or, or any of my nieces or nephews or godkids' friends, okay, they're few and far between. They're actually not the norm. You know, they're right. friends that aren't doing things, but they are doing chores. Those kids are actually not the norm. The norm is you're all doing chores, yay. And you all have lives, and you're too busy to whine or, yes. or, or exploit yourself on social media. Exactly. Jeremy says, by the time I was 12, I was already working on the property, using a chainsaw, using a weed eater, splitting wood, doing my laundry, cutting the grass, every chore you could think of by the time I was 12. Oh and then God. Jameson says, my 8-year-old son, on his own, wanted to do dishes one night because my wife and I have told him that Rob says... Eight is the age of reason, and he has to make his own decisions. He loaded the dishwasher on his own and even signed a contract on an Etch-A-Sketch that he will do dishes from now on. Oh, my, don't shake it. Granted, the length of his contract was only good for one night, but it was still awesome to see him take initiative. The best things in life are free. Very Rob S. too. help you pay some dozen fees. With Rob's change. What I want. With Rob's change. Your best guess and estimate the calculation in Rob Shaw of change with Rob Shaw. We gave away over $3,400 yesterday, so we have a new amount in the bucket. We start with caller 18. Hello there, Rick. Good morning, Rad. Morning. All right, Rick, I've given a kind of a vague clue, and there's a picture of the bucket posted on social media and at radradio.com. Give us your guess. Well, let's go with what I think is the most obvious, $211.24. $211.24. Why is that so obvious oh. to you? That is the date of the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Hello, yes. Very good guess. Yeah. I, I like that. Very intelligent. Very good. And, and, and uh, he ain't far off. He's, this is your clue. He, he's in the right area. He, he, he's, he's thinking along the right lines, if you will. That's that. Come on. Another chance. Thinking in the right lines? What was that you said? All of it. Just you're in the right area. <laughs> okay. There's no specific. I know if lines meant no, something. No, no, okay. thank you. No, okay. no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we will uh, we will play uh, Win Rob's Change again at 9:30 this morning. We have some entertainment and news. Overture, curtain and lights. It's time for entertainment news. Speaking of uh, of Rick's guest there, the only thing in the entertainment world is uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday. Ooh, ooh. Uh, we've been tracking all of these stupid predictions from animals and zoos and a couple of humans here and there. Uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are the overwhelming uh, favorite. Boo! 
They have been picked by 10 uh, giraffes and groundhogs and crickets and I don't know what else. Whereas the 49ers (laughs) have only been picked by four. And uh, now we have another human, uh, Chris Berman, who is an idiot, uh, but to a lot of you is a legend uh, on ESPN. Uh, has made his official prediction, and he makes it very simple. He says that Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the game. Chiefs win 23-20. Nothing. He knows nothing. (laughs) Uh, Now, we got this email from uh, Christian. Hey, Christian. uh, R-A-D at radradio.com. He says, hey, Rob, I'm a diehard football fan. I watch it all throughout the week during the season. Thursday night, Saturday college football, all day Sunday, Monday night. I'm also specifically from my youth a diehard Raiders fan. Raiders! I would take Bart to the Coliseum with my dad from San Jose multiple times a year when I was a kid, and now I go to Vegas once a year to see a home game. I honestly can't imagine rooting for either team in this year's Super Bowl. Oh, poor thing. Chiefs are a rival. Yeah, too much red in that stadium. And Niners, Raiders, (laughs) usually we don't get along. He says if I had to choose, it would be the 49ers. That's correct. You can't root for your division rival. You can't. Yes, that's true. But really... I'm rooting for both teams to lose. Well, that other, that's a trick. <laughs> Not sure how that happens, but okay. So here's my question. As such a big football fan and Raiders fan, with the Super Bowl in our stadium this year, there are a lot of oh, no. great stories out of, out of Vegas and out of Oakland where oh. there's a lot of Raider fans. The, Ra- the Chiefs are in our locker room. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're going to have to disinfect it. Is it okay for me to not watch the game? I'm currently deployed. The game would start at midnight on Monday for us. There is going to be a watch party, but I'm just curious if it makes me a bad football fan to skip this one. <laughs> Not really. I, I take take the military thing out of it. I mean, and the fact that you're up at midnight, just in general, if if, if the game is that unimportant to you for whatever reason, you live in an age where you're going to be able to see whatever clips you want to see almost instantly. You can, I mean, in your case, you can wake up, you can sleep through the night while all your buddies are, are watching or whatever, if they're not cheering too loud, hopefully. Yeah. And you can wake up, you're going to see right away on your phone who won, the best commercial, and on every one of these things, you're going to be able to click it and go watch it. The controversial play, click it and go watch it. it it's, it, I, I'm, this, I'm like you, man. I don't miss hardly any games at all, ever, through the, through the football season, and I, I would still watch. I have to watch Super Bowl for work reasons, um, but I'm often very indifferent to what's going on. And and if I didn't have to watch it for work reasons, I would be fine with missing it if there was a better thing to do. And sleep is a better thing to do. Yeah, thank you for your service. And my gosh, how he describes himself, right? Like you and any a lot of men really, really loves it. Yeah, I hope they're not too loud. Because you might toss and turn and go, oh, damn it, and then just get up and you have to watch. Yep. (laughs) Like, what am I missing? Uh, Then we got this uh, question from uh, Randall. Hey, Randall. Who says, I'm interested in Rob's stance on this. I am a diehard, lifelong Denver Broncos fan. I understand the history of the game and all the ins and outs that have been discussed over the years when it comes to the NFL and being a sports fan. On Championship Sunday, that would be when the Niners came back and beat the Detroit Lions, during our weekly Sunday golf game, I wore – a McCaffrey jersey in support of my fellow golf buddies who are all 49er fans. All of my golf buddies are diehard Niner fans, and a few are better class of listeners, and I did get the immediate slack of, hey, when do the Broncos play? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the twist here. He, he, I, he says, I wore a McCaffrey jersey, but it was number 87, and it was a Broncos jersey because Christian McCaffrey's dad, Christian McCaffrey plays for the 49ers, mm. Christian is Christian McCaffrey's dad's jersey who won two Super Bowls with the Broncos. And I plan to do the same on Super Bowl Sunday for our weekly golf round. I know it's a long stretch of support for my buddies, but as a division foe of Kansas City, it's all I got. Oh, man. Because the 49ers won the NFC title, I'm going to wear my Ed McCaffrey jersey again. I mean, after all, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the 49ers, 
was a ball boy for the Broncos because his dad was coaching the Broncos when they went back-to-back in Super Bowl 32 and 33, and now he's a head coach while McCaffrey's dad played and won in those Super Bowls. Is this a trash move? It's kind of a dumb move more than anything. Oh. I, I, but you know what? I don't know if your buddies appreciate it. I, this is not something my golf buddies and I would, would do. Um, I, I don't need your support for my team. I mean, it's kind of like it's almost like too metrosexual for me. Hey, guys, I wore this jersey to support your team. But other than that, there's nothing wrong with it in this sense. You're you're wearing a jersey of your favorite team. It, it Well, there's one thing wrong with that, and they already called you on it. If you wear a jersey of any team that isn't the Niners or the Chiefs between now and Sunday, they should do exactly what they did. Hey, when did the Broncos play? And they did, so they called you on it. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, uh, he's McCaffrey's retired. Fine, no problem with that. Um, and there is a cool story here. I just don't know why you're doing it on the golf course. But the cool story is that – um, Christian McCaffrey, running back, probably the best player on the 49ers team. Um, and his dad played for head coach of the Niners, Kyle Shanahan's dad, Mike Shanahan, when he coached the Broncos. Whoa. And um, and 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 Christian McCaffrey's uh, uh, dad played with me. And Kyle, okay, so we did those two. Yeah. And then if Kyle Shanahan wins the Super Bowl, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, they will become the first father-son team in any of the major sports to win the championship. Oh, oh wow. So you've got, and, and, oh, and that's really neat. In real life, the McCaffreys and the Shanahans are super close friends. Oh, so there, there are, there are twists and turns to that story. So it sounds sweet, but it also sounds like you have a little bit of FOMO because all your golf buddies, their team is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's like, right, they can show their spirit mm-hmm. that day on the golf course, but you can't. So you're like, how can I? Let me wear this. Hey, guys. <laughs> I, I do think it's a cool little loophole that he's getting away with it. Because right. it, it you, you probably shouldn't. In the IFSF rules, you probably shouldn't be wearing the Broncos jersey. No. But since it says McCaffrey on there, and you can tie in this cool story, there's cool a little workaround around it. Yeah, it, yeah I just it's, it's too fruity for me. It's just like, no, dude. I, I don't know. Thank you. Um, Andrew wrote in and said, I've heard you guys talking about the Super Bowl commercials the past couple of weeks. I'm wondering, there's no, okay, there's no way to answer this. He says, what was your favorite of all time? And he listed off it. Dude, to figure that out, we'd have to be reminded. You have to go back. You have to watch them. Favorite all time Super Bowl? Yeah, Super Bowl commercials. Oh, commercials. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's impossible. A lot of of them are like topical to that year. Right. It's relevant to that time. And I mean, everybody, you know, you're going to go, some people are just going to go to the classics, the mean Joe Green, tossing the jersey to the guy (laughs) for Coca, for the kid, for Coca-Cola. I don't know. I'd have to watch them and remind myself, did I laugh out loud at this, 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 or this? They don't stick out. I think only because it's when I drank a lot and you'd be in bars. The was that? Oh, I love that. Right? Sure. So that just like sticks in my brain. And you start, some start coming up and it's like, yeah, but is that really your favorite? And sorry, yeah. we don't have time. Um, but speaking of, after Ben Affleck appeared as a Dunkin' drive-thru worker in the Super Bowl commercial last year, the breakfast chain sales exploded. In fact, they sold more donuts the next day than any other day in their history. Dang. From one Ben Affleck wow. 32nd commercial on the Super Bowl last year. I think that worked. Scott Murphy, <laughs> the president of Dunkin', says we ran it once and got seven billion media impressions and it kickstarted the year. Whoa. Cool. Last wow. year's Super Bowl drew over 115 million viewers, and that huge v- viewership and the captive audience is what makes it worthwhile for brands to invest tens of millions of dollars into a mere few seconds on TV because you, not only are the per- commercials the most expensive thing in the year, but it doesn't come cheap to make these uh, Super Bowl commercials. Most Super Bowl shoots two days. However, 
Ben Affleck was paid $10 million for last year's Duncan Super Bowl commercial, which is not uncommon. Larry David received $10 million for a 2022 Super Bowl ad for FTX, the cryptocurrency company. This year, Super Bowl commercials are bursting with Hollywood stars from, uh, uh, there's one with uh, Jennifer Aniston. She reunites with David Schwimmer for an Uber Eats ad. Chris Pratt will be in a Pringles ad. Jason Momoa will be touting uh, T-Mobile, and all of them are believed to be making seven to eight figures for their appearances in these commercials. I mean, I was going to say, oh, that's a little risky, but apparently not. No. (laughs) I think they're going to make their money back and then I mean, (laughs) Duncan's biggest day in history? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Meanwhile, Usher, uh, who will be doing the halftime show, has promised to roller skate during his halftime show on Sunday, recreating a sequence that has become a viral highlight of his recent Vegas residency. So he will oh. be bringing out the roller skates okay. for those of you that have seen that All when right. he was doing the, the residency. I wanted to go in eh, oh. first, but you know what? The Super Bowl halftime show is supposed to be fun. It is. And yeah, what's wrong with roller skating? Nothing. Yeah. Oh, nothing. it's it's torturous. Have you guys gone lately? Oh, I did tore up my shins and oh, my no. legs last time I went. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I wasn't asking what's wrong with, with, with perform. Uh. What's wrong with us doing it? What's wrong with a performer doing it? I'm not I'm not doing that. No. Yeah, but I'll watch years. a guy who can. I mean, it's yeah. kind of cool if he's singing while he's doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We, we, I retired on top, right? Like, no, no, no. It's like when you're young and you yeah. always went, you could do backwards. And all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You go out on top, so then you never do it again. And that's what you tell people. <laughs> right. I retired at the height of my career. I'm not going back. Yeah. Uh, he did in an interview, uh, he ducked several questions about his set list. Well, of course, he doesn't want to give anything away. Uh, but we do know now. Because he was asked about potential guest performers, and he did hint that he would be joined by singers who were featured on, quote, songs that became hit records, end quote, which are all of his songs. There we go. <laughs> I want to know, will they be on skates? Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, plot twist. <laughs> Little John out there. Uh, now, now, potential, potential firebomb to the halftime show. Oh. I hope to God he's smart enough to know this. I didn't realize that he just released a new album. No new music at a oh. halftime show. Oh. No, 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 no. You you raise your profile with all of your hits, and then people find out, oh, he just put out an album. Exactly. Please do not perform the new stuff. Oh. Now, with that said, with that said, the new album's pretty goddamn good. Really? Usher's uh, got a new album called Coming Home, and the whole thing honors his hometown of Atlanta. The, the track, the first track that they released and they've done a video for um, is called A-Town Girl, because it's all about Atlanta. And it samples Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. Oh. And it it slaps. It is such a it is old school Usher. It it is really good. Don't perform it at the halftime show. I mean, you can maybe get away with it because of the Uptown Girl thing. Yeah. But just the new stuff, but it's a really good album. Okay, he might also be able to get away with it because lots of people might not even know he's singing a new song. Right? I wouldn't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, been a I'll while. Just, I'll just think it's a great song. True. Because I True. don't know all of his songs. That one in particular, yes. <laughs> because of the sampling, I'll allow it, but don't go deep. You got enough. You got enough material. <laughs> mm. All right, we got this email, rad at radradio.com from Daniel. Hey, Daniel. It says, just when we thought the world couldn't get any worse with all that is going on, Sports Illustrated went ahead and did the most terrible thing in their entire oh, existence. No. Oh. They put a dumb horse bitch on the cover oh, of their swimsuit oh, edition. Come on. Man, <laughs> they sure are stretching for people to pose on what was a very coveted, iconic cover to be on. I remember growing up in the 90s, walking around while my parents were grocery shopping and saying I was going to walk around, and then if they couldn't find me, they would be checking out, and I would hear our names called, and I'd run to the front. 
The thing we were doing is we were in the magazine section looking at the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue when it came out. I mean, the last couple of editions were already bad, but now I feel like they should just give up. Way to go, Sports Illustrated, for completely ruining something that used to be somewhat good. Now, I don't know that she's on the cover, but he is referring to that bitch, Brittany Mahomes. Patrick's wife, who has posed for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit's 60th anniversary issue, and she announced her shoot days before the Super Bowl in a video of her posing on the beach in San Pedro, Belize. Listen, I hated when I saw this for this reason. I feel like I've seen her look, I'm not gonna pile on. I'm mad that they did not make her look as good as I've seen her look in the past. Like, this is for a magazine. I've seen her hair done better, her makeup done better, and I don't know who was handling her on this because she gets enough grief already as it is. So it's like, oh, my God, do your very best with her. They did. They just, that's, no, that is with the airbrushing. But I've seen her look better just in random photos. Better filters. Better. better. That's what I'm, yes, do that right, for cause, this. Because she is a horse face. Oh, I yeah. Mean, oh, God. That. Yeah. That's rude. Like bug-eyed and horse face. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Oh. I couldn't I couldn't find confirmation that oh. she's going to be on the cover, oh. which, which, which would be blasphemous. Oh. I mean, it's the 60th anniversary. And look, dude's right. Okay. I, I know what he's saying. It's totally politically incorrect. Daniel's mad that that Sports Illustrated has gone to full figure models and and you know normal looking women, right, real women. Yeah, which we, that's not what we want in our quote quote magazines, which you know most people just look at them online. The whole reason you watch porn or models or anything like that is like I want to look at something that you don't get a lot. Right. Yeah, but but so yes, they've been going downhill. I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if they put Brittany Mahomes on the cover, but it would be. Oh, yeah, I know. She, I, know. I read her little. She was like, oh my gosh, I I can't even believe that I was even asked to do this. Like she was very humble and sweet about it. Oh, yeah. She was like, there, there's no way I would have ever thought I'd be asked to do no. such a thing. And then she turned off her phone and ordered people around and was a total bitch to everyone. <laughs> oh, man. I guess we're kind of sort of in the trailer update at this point. You know, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, their trailer. Going down the trailer park and have myself a time. Famous faces everywhere, rich folks with big reputations. Going down the trailer park and I waste up all my time. On some levels, folks, it's almost over. I mean, when the football season ends, we will get less of this. It won't go away, but we will get less of it. (laughs) Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey has released its first lipstick inspired by Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Dubbed Cinnamon Delight, it is the brand's first ever custom lipstick. Since Taylor is known for sporting red lipstick, and last year, Travis drank Fireball while celebrating his team's Super Bowl. I should have known. (laughs) God, he's so lame. Damn it, Travis. I think it tastes good. You you can. You're a girl. (laughs) Uh, Although, there are plenty of women who know that that's trash. Danny Such, the global brand director for Fireball, says, quote, of course, it was only natural. For Fireball to create a lipstick inspired by both of these great humans. Both? Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. What does he have to do with anything? Because oh, he the, drank it. Okay, drank okay. It. okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm picturing Travis Kelsey putting lipstick on. I literally just connected those dots. You Sorry. did. Well, and I also thought, you know, she wears red lipstick, his team uniform's red. There's so many correlations. Cinnamon Delight features Fireball's signature red color, along with its cinnamon flavor and aroma. Mm. Uh, the lipstick is now available to purchase online, uh, and it sells for, you guessed it, 13, oh. Taylor's favorite number, 
87. Oh, okay. His, His uh, number. jersey. What a oh, deal. Number 1387 for lipstick. Is that is that reasonable, Dawn? Oh, yes. Okay. For fireball lipstick? For trash lipstick? No. Okay. No, um, it'd be $5 for trash lipstick. And it's so kids, because if there's a lot of kids that love Taylor Swift, mm, they're going to oh. ask mom and dad, can we have oh. the fireball lipstick, please? Yeah. Brilliant, oh, yeah. brilliant, oh. because they love the cinnamon, right. but this is how fireball indoctrinates them into knowing the brand while yes. they're kids. Right. Yep. Yes. Wow. Early. What a hack. Oh. It's the it's the candy cigarette thing transferred over to liquor. <laughs> and it's already working. Like especially when I was working in the bar scene, oh. a lot of the younger kids want something sweet and easy to shoot. Mm. They always want shots of fireball. Mm. And the problem with li- lipstick that can taste good, you end up eating it. Yeah. You don't even realize it. You're just like licking your lips and scraping oh. your teeth. Uh, right? Taylor is going to be, by all accounts, she will be at the Super Bowl. There are still some of those, oh, we don't know story. And she'll be there. Uh, but she is in Tokyo right now. Uh, she made her grand return to her Eras tour on Wednesday, and it didn't go quite as planned Uh-oh. as Taylor nearly fell off her chair during one of her songs. Story went viral. The video went viral. Uh, Taylor can be seen looking wide-eyed after she appeared to misjudge the position of a chair on stage. Oh, no. She can be seen trying to steady herself and looking worried before quickly oh. regaining her balance. Uh, the person who posted it and then it went viral wrote on the caption, quote, the leg strength she's got that she saved herself from falling is insane because I would have been asked first on the ground, end quote. She, well, yeah. I think we're making a lot more out of this than it was. She did slip a little bit. Yeah. She's a total pro, regained her composure and everything, but it, it it was not much. It was it wasn't even barely a I mean, Brandon, you've seen the video. I didn't yeah. think it was anything to really talk about. I mean, of course she's got that amazing leg strength. Yeah. She has to straddle that number eighty seven every night. <laughs> So the the girl who said, oh, her leg strength, and of course she's going to pull it off. So now it makes sense to me why I read a different comment of someone going, she didn't even need the chair. She could just squat like that the whole show because of her leg strength. Yeah. True. Probably, yeah, I, I, yeah. This is a non-story story. I saw it. Well, since everybody's talking about it, I'll tell it, but there's nothing to talk about here. Uh, thank God you can all sleep now. We know the plans of Kylie Kelsey, the wife of Philadelphia Eagles center Jason Kelsey. Ooh, ooh. I know you've all been wondering, what is she doing? Uh, she And what is the family doing? She has revealed that her three daughters, uh, that would be 11-year-old Bennett, two-and-a-half-year-old Elliot? Yes. Elliot. Elliot. Yes. spelled Elliot. stupidly. Uh, hey, now. Elliot is how it's spelled. Oh, and no. uh, four-year-old Wyatt, uh, oh. they will uh, be watching Uncle Trav, as he's called, from home on Sunday. They are staying put in Philadelphia uh, she will join her husband in Las Vegas uh, today. Oh, yeah, because they're going to have some fun. Yes, they, 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 they don't want their children in Las Vegas with them. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jason's since his wife is flying out, he's been making sure to get all his fun in beforehand. Stop since it. that'll end the minute yep. she shows up. Uh, Jason's been making the most of his free time in Vegas. He hit the blackjack tables uh, on Wednesday night, and he also went to the Sphere to uh, watch you 2 as uh, well. We're going to play Treble Trouble right now. we got a pair of tickets for uh, three different shows. You have to pick the one you want to go to. They're all at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno. There's the Alan Parsons Project on Friday, March 22nd. There's Killer Queen. That's a tribute to Queen on March 24th. And there's Yellow Wolf on Saturday, April 6th. You will pick which one of those shows at GSR you want to go to. For Treble Trouble, you get a three-second song clip. You give us the title and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the song title... Look at that leg strength. <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.
Welcome back to Rad Radio. As Rob likes to say, it is what it is. Ah, what are we doing here? What has happened to this show? Got a few emails, R-E-D at radradio.com. We'll start with one of our 85 Heidi's. Hey, Heidi. Uh, we had a dude right in. He said, I'm a Raiders fan. Hey. I, I, I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Niners. I want both of them to lose in the Super Bowl. I don't like that they're in <laughs> the Raiders stadium. Do I have to watch? Uh, uh, Heidi says, the Hubs and I love football, and we are diehard, lifetime Raider fans. For the first time in decades, we are not watching the Super Bowl. Neither one of us care to see the Kansas City chicken heads with their name on the Raiders field or honestly see the stadium filled with all red. I know it's childish, but we don't care. We will watch something stupid on TV instead. Well, you can watch something stupid. It's the Super Bowl. Uh, In uh, three hours, uh, the Mixed Pick Sports Show will be on uh, the uh, Rad TV and and the membership side and the Rad app and also in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. And Steve and I will break down the game. And who we each think is going to win and why. He's going to be on this show in 90 minutes as well. Uh, but we'll get into the sporty sports side of it. Uh, somebody wrote in. They want to know what we think is the best Super Bowl of all time and such. So that'll be at uh, 10 a.m., uh, the Mixed Picks Sports Show. Uh, we got this email from Joey. Hey, Joey. Now, this was this, this. This would be epic. We were talking about Usher, the halftime show. We were talking last few days about, you know, who's he going to bring out to save the fact that Usher is doing the halftime show. <laughs> we presume... Um, little John, if he's not busy meditating, um, it's really looking like Alicia Keys is like the, the, the hot bet that she's going to show up. Who knows? Ludicrous. We think, um, Jay-Z who puts on the Super Bowl entertainment show is also rumored to be there. Now, Joey took the new song that Usher has just released and came up with this idea. Did I hear correct that Usher has a new song that samples Uptown Girl? What if he does do the song and he brings Billy Joel out as his oh, guest dude. since he also has a new album right. coming out? That's going to oh. happen. I, I put my money on it right now. Billy Joel fun. playing the track for A-Town Girl. That, oh, and, that's so it. And, and then do they go into together a song oh, of his or that something? That would be amazing. That would be a showstopper. Oh, that really would. Oh. And, and he, he was in L.A. for the Grammys last week. Yep. Oh. And the that's, Gram- a, that's a quick drive. The Grammys was a, uh, it was like a, a, a rehearsal yes, for him. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, now, I, yep. and he just has to roller skate out to his piano. No, 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 no. <laughs> do not put the elderly man on, no. Do not put the old man on roller skates. Leave that to Usher. Good God. Trouble, 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 trouble. Save Billy Joel. You get to pick the prize. We've got three different shows at the Grand Sierra Resort. There's the Alan Parsons Project at, uh, on, <laughs> on Friday, March 22nd. Killer Queen, which is the tribute to Queen on March 24th. Or Yellow Wolf on Saturday, April 6th. You will pick which one of those shows you want to go to if you win. Elliot, your caller 18. Good morning, Rad. Elliot. <laughs> you will guess first if you know the song you win. If not, we'll go to Jerry. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Uh, and uh, Jacob, your caller 20. We are looking for a uh, country song from 1999. It is uh, one of the most played songs at weddings. Um, Elliot, you know the title. In case you didn't know. Ouch. Jerry. 
My girl. <laughs> Jacob, do you know the title? Oh, man. Amazed. Yes, I, I am amazed it took our third guest <laughs> to figure out that that is the band Lone Star and the song is called Amazed. With you by my side, and Every little thing that you do, maybe I'm amazed by you. By the way, way to be a cliche if you play that at your wedding. No. Good Lord. Lord. I love yeah. the song, man. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. song. It is, but you don't... You, I, get I your own song. Yeah. My oh, God. When you find out, oh, that oh. was your wedding song, too. Oh, that was your wedding song, too. Oh, that that's too many. It's so pathetic. Oh. Okay, I have a clarification, then. So you have to pick, like, a wedding song, and then there's a playlist of songs you play during the wedding. Which one is categorized oh. as your song? Look, I don't care what you do. We, I don't do weddings. I don't. I didn't have a wedding. I don't play songs. I'm just saying, if you're going to have a song that is yours, you, as a couple, you should have a song. Yeah, that you dance to. And it shouldn't be... The song that every other couple is dancing to. It's okay. just a personal opinion. So as far as weddings go, Kyle, it, the couples will do a dance. Right. And and so many. And, and, are, that's they're using the, and they'll this. pick their song. Yeah. And so many that this was their song. Okay. okay. It's like, it's I, like, and what happens is you hear this giant sigh and thud in the crowd. It's like, oh, oh. God, they did this song? <laughs> Come on. Hey, we, my husband and I also get a thud, but for different reasons, especially from you guys. There is, I, I, there's no one on this planet that has our wedding song. There just isn't. And I don't even know why we adopted it. We just did. It's Green Eyes by Coldplay. And neither one of us Ugh. have green eyes. Ooh. Neither one of us. Sorry. <laughs> God. It's so ridiculous. All right. More than a few emails came in. Uh, so I shall address this issue. Uh, first of all, this is from Levi. Hi, Levi. So uh, he, he's talking about uh, President Joe Biden uh, did a press conference uh, late yesterday. Uh, but but Levi picked up on something that he wanted to, to ask about. He says, I'd like to start off by saying I hate politics and all of the BS involved. I'm with Dawn on the fact we should pick America instead of picking a damn political party. But I'm watching the press release, press report, press conference, whatever he wants to call it. Uh, after he gave his speech, he pulls out a stack of papers, lays them on the podium, and then he starts picking people at random, people in the press. And then I keep seeing him look down. And then there was a guy in the middle of the press gaggle that said, no, he called on me. No, he called on me. And then he looked down again. Thoughts? Huh? The way I read this is Levi, because the, the key, the tell here is he picks people at random at first. No, he didn't. This is not uncommon. Um, there, are, there are presidents who, who literally do pick people at random uh, and don't follow any sort of okay, my staff says pick this guy, this girl kind of thing. Trump, obviously, he had no rules. He would talk to everybody. I mean, Trump, Trump would stand there with a helicopter behind him for 90 <laughs> minutes just talking to everybody. And, and that would drive your team nuts because you can't handle a guy like that. And that's where Trump would get himself in trouble and he'd just say things about... So, um, but with most presidents, Democrat and Republican, their teams give them a list of uh, you know, start with George Snuffleupagus from ABC News, and, then do it. and 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 a lot of times, the list is based on the press people in the White House. They have relationships with members of the media, and they know at least what the person wants to ask about. They might not know the exact question, but they know what they want to ask about. And so they will leave people off the list if they know. Oh, he's going to ask about the border. Don't take that. No, do not go to that guy. 
or that that girl. That's all that is. It, none of it. It's all staged, Levi. So that was his g- generic question. And then we get this uh, uh, email from Cody. Hey, Cody. Which is why the press conference was held last night. And Cody has almost everything wrong. And <laughs> Cody has obviously his jersey on as he writes this. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a red jersey with a big R on it because he is Team Republican. Maybe Team Trump, I think, uh, based on the. It's a very short email, um, and he's falling for it too, and, and that's that's the worst part. And and so are a lot of the Republicans and the Trumpsters, just completely missing the ball on this one. So Cody wrote in. I'll explain what this means. He says Biden won't be charged in classified documents case. The double standard is glaringly obvious. Our justice system is dead. I will do this in two parts. Let me first give you the background. Special counsel Robert Hur. Special counsel is somebody that's appointed by the attorney general to investigate something going on at the highest levels of government independently and find out whether or not a crime has been committed. The, the Mueller report when they were looking into Trump and Russia, which turned out to be nothing. Um, the guy with, uh, with Clinton. Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his oh. name because uh, he's one of the more famous ones. Anyways, they, they, they get appointed. They have, they have endless resources, money power, subpoena power, etc. Special counsel Robert Hur released his report in which he said that President Biden did mishandle classified documents. He said his investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. The materials included marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, and notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. FBI agents recovered the materials from the garages, offices, and basement den in Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. Classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, among other records related to national security and foreign policy, which Mr. Hur said implicated sensitive intelligence sources and methods. They're not supposed to have these things outside of the White House. And then Mr. Hur in his 388 report said he was not recommending criminal charges, whereas former President Trump was charged out of a different special counsel, Jack Smith's investigation related to his retention of classified materials. The charges include willful retention of national defense information, conspiracy, and 37 total felony charges. Mr. Hur, to uh, Cody's point, described Biden as a, quote, sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory and said it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him of a serious felony, especially since it requires a mental state of willfulness and he would be well into his 80s. Damn. Cody, that is our justice system. If you think it's dead, that it's always been dead. Let me translate for you. It is very common for prosecutors to determine we're not going to file charges against this person because they are too sympathetic of a figure. No jury will convict them. Hmm. Endlessly, throughout time, citizens, everyday citizens, an 80-year-old man kills his wife, and the prosecutor says, no, there's no point. They're, they're not going to convict him. They're going to say he was, he was a blah, blah, blah. He was blah, blah, blah. That, that, that is not, this is not a political Oh, we're letting Biden off the hook thing in, in the abstract. So you don't understand our justice system. That's first. And here's what you're missing. And I wonder if you wrote that, Cody, 
as Fox News was breaking the story because that was the lane they were going down until you could tell they actually read the whole thing and somebody got in everybody's ear and said, wait, switch it, switch it. We've actually got a real positive way to do this because that's what you're missing. Take the win, dude. Take the special counsel. By the way, this guy, Robert Hur, was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is an idiot. One of the worst attorney generals ever. Democratic hack loser who tapped Mr. Hur to oversee the probe into Biden's alleged mishandling of classified materials, saying, quote, Mr. Hur has a long and distinguished career as a prosecutor. I am confident he will carry out his responsibility in, in an even-handed and urgent manner. He's one of these guys. He's like untouchable. Both sides respect him, which is what you want. Hur destroyed Biden in his report. Take the win, Trumpsters. He wrote in the report that Biden, during his interview with the special counsel's team, could not remember key details such as when he was vice president. The report states, quote, he did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting when his term ended, saying things like, quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president, end quote, forgetting on the second day of the interview with the special counsel when his term began, quote, in 2009, am I still vice president, end quote. He did not remember within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. He mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Eikenberry when, in fact, Eikenberry was an ally who Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his memos. They have made the case in the special counsel report for how unfit this man. Do it this way. I finally heard somebody say this yesterday. If he's unfit to stand trial. Is he unfit to run a country? They've handed you the win, Cody. Take it. And, and, and the Republicans are now trying to. And there is, there is a lot of chatter out there now that three days ago, any Democrat would have said, look, Biden's going to run. Now there's a lot of chatter going, we got a real problem here. He might be unfit. President Biden then addressed the nation last night. The idea here was... Damage control. Get ahead. Spin the spin. He made it clear in his speech to say that his memory is fine. He fired back at the special counsel suggesting that he did not remember when his son Bo died. And then he said, quote, I swear, since the day he died every single day, I wear the rosary he got from Our Lady. And then he stopped because he forgot where the rosary was from. Uh-oh. Moments later, no. Biden transitioned to discuss the conflict in the Middle East and then referred to President el-Sisi, who is the president of Egypt, although President Biden called him the president of Mexico. But his memory is fine. Uh, Take the win. There's not even, but I know this is what we do. This isn't even even about picking sides. (sighs) This is so incredibly sad. There are stronger words. I don't have them. I'm glad I do a talk show for a living. But I, I am just stunned and in awe of that report. And it's it's so like if, if you if anyone got this kind of report on a family member that was running the family business, everyone would sit around and want to get well. You'd hope this person the help they need, like having them step away. If if you have anyone in your life that loves or cares about you, they want to lovingly take you away from what it is you're involved in. This is on so many levels wrong that you're the leader of the free world. That this is 
like what's whatever word is more scary than frightening I, oh my god i i really do hope that what they do is that, that he has no access to anything like every like like when you have an elderly person you take care of at home and you kind of childproof the house again <laughs> remembering from when you had kids i i hope that's what they've done with him because this is it is sad and it is terrifying. Uh, well, the problem here, though, is that, you know, there's that rumor out there. Of, what is he really running? What does he really have control over? Why did he give this speech then? There's not. I mean, somebody said after they after I think it was on CNN, somebody said, I really hope the staffer that let him go out there is fired. Because that's what I mean is that Biden has still got enough power to say, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fix this. Because he came out with his Joe Biden anger. He's very well known for his temper. And he was, he was ready to yell and scream. And then he made a fool of himself. He, there's been other examples of the last week where he, 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 he thought the – he gave the name of the French president, which is France uh, – Macron, right? Isn't it Macron? Macron is the current president. He, he gave Mitterrand, who was president of France in the late 90s. He said the current chancellor of Germany is Helmut Kohl. That's like 1990. He's lost it. And it is sad. It's miserably I sad. Do, I don't even know. And maybe I do. The answer's there. But I still want to shout, how is this being allowed? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Oh it's like, God. what are the process, what are the steps needed to get Kamala in place oh. as the vice president into the presidency for the remaining of the term until the election oh. happens? Because he is unfit. And there's a lot going on right now. And it is keeping, it make, makes everybody kind of worried. You'd I, have to go, you'd have to go to 20, was it 25th Amendment that they talked about with Trump at the end of his term. You have to get the majority of the cabinet to say he is not able to do the job and then yes he could be removed and the vice president goes to be the president um well, the only other thing you can do is you can do what you know the dawn intervention which is the thing that's been rumored more is that whoever he does have around him go they they go to him and they say joe you can't you can't run again and and whether they use the we're worried about you pitch or whether they use the you're gonna get your ass kicked no matter who you're running against pitch the idea would be to get Biden to, at the very least, announce I'm not running for re-election. Maybe step down, or maybe say I'm going to finish my term, but I'm not running again. Either way, to get somebody in place, because remember what they care about, keeping their power, who could be the nominee against whoever the Republicans put up, or if there's a third party as well. Yeah, cause, listen, I mean, who, who you hope you can go to is your spouse. I don't know what's going on with his spouse. I don't know if she's delusional. I don't know if she knows exactly what's up and behind closed doors she's trying to get things handled but publicly she's not going to make her husband look bad so she'll say dumb things like whatever she said he has more energy and his mind's clear as ever or she's been bought i don't know bingo uh, um thank you adam for writing in yes i was trying to think of special counsel ken star uh he's he's he was wildly pop talked about in the late 90s over the whole monica lewinsky bill clinton scandal uh, that ultimately led to clinton's impeachment but not removal uh from uh office so uh, yeah, I was actually flipping through because I've seen all the documentaries and made-for-TV movies on that that happened. And, you know, it's just like Monica is really who stood out. <laughs> uh, Christine wrote in and said this is all absolutely reckless and terrifying. All of it is. Yeah. All, and and that, that's why 75% of America can't believe that as of right now it's going to be Biden versus Trump again in November. And who knows if this changes anything. Uh, Trump's got a whole litany of his own problems that we've tried to talk about as much as we can. And uh, we, we aren't even in March yet. And, and what this is going to look like is going to be scary. And, and that's why I am seriously considering everybody that's screaming at me to do something for you on a regular basis outside of this show where we can get deep into the politics and, and try to at least help guide those of you that want it. And we're working on a few safety nets to put in so that the toxics uh, uh, from both sides just can't be a part of it. Can't, they can't poison and soil me, Good. and they can't bring down the show with all of their, their idiotic partisan arguments. <sighs> 
that that have nothing to do about, as Dawn says, picking the country and has everything to do about keeping the power of the party that they love. Amanda wrote in and said, Rob, after this report, how will liberal media possibly spin it to make him look better? How can they with this information out there? So far, they're not. I think that for those that are that we know are partisan, that they don't hide it, the, the Rachel Maddows of the world. They're on the team of get him out of the office, and they're starting to turn on him to say, put somebody else in there, get somebody else to run. And because, yes, it, you, it, when, it, when it starts to get overwhelming, it's just like the border, uh, just to pick on the libs for a while. For two and a half years, the border invasion didn't exist if you got your news from only left of center news outlets. CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post didn't exist. It became overwhelming. They had to cover it. They couldn't hide it any longer. And now the entire country knows what's going on. Same thing. When you've got a week where the president doesn't know who's in charge of four or five countries that he's talking to, you can't hide it. And so they seem to be getting on the train of we need to make him look really bad and see where this can go. This isn't just for the safety of, you know, this leader of the free world, the safety of our country. This is like for humanity. This is inhumane. It is absolutely inhumane to keep the— this is how much power and money mean to people that they are have continued to allow something so inhumane. This is a person. <laughs> this is a person that like needs special care and away yes. from the presidency. All, all true. Jesus. It's also the history of American yeah, politics. True. We 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 have people. done some much more cruel things for power and money. Chuck wrote in and said this feels like elder abuse. Yes. How can the Democrats stop Biden from running and find a new candidate with the primaries happening? It will all be done at the convention. If it happens, it'll be done. In the, the summer, when the, the when the Democrats hold their convention, it's a very boring process for me to describe right now. But there is a mechanism in place where basically they would they would pick someone. They would someone would be anointed by the Democratic National Committee, whether that would be Michelle Obama, Gavin Newsom's from California, somebody else. That they, it, there's a process where and but, but again, they really need Biden to step away. Or acknowledge that there's going to be a mutiny, which would be horribly embarrassing, and say, "Okay, I'm just I'm going to say that I'm not running or I, I'm resigning." And and hopefully, we don't have moments like this where we can't. This is like the question, right? The the Amanda said, "How's the the liberal media going to spin this?" I don't want to report on this. I want to avoid this crap. I hate this. Yeah. I, I hate it with a high, wait. I can't avoid it. It's such a big story. Yeah. And and so many of you emailed in. We had to talk about it. So we talked about it. Back to the fun. Rob. <laughs> anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. First, it was rad radio. Then it was bad radio. Now it's just awful. This is the Rob Anybody and Dawn Show. One quick follow-up email, uh, rad at radradio.com, came in from John. Hey, John. We were talking about uh, the special report uh, that was a uh, special counsel report released yesterday. Uh, and uh, the fact that President Biden, when interviewed by the uh, special counsel, couldn't remember within years when his own son died. Didn't know when he was uh, vice president, but then uh, he came out. Uh, and gave a speech to say my memory's fine, and then he couldn't remember uh, where they got uh, the uh, ov- the uh, rosary for his dead son, uh, and didn't uh, know that the uh, that President Sisi is actually the president of Egypt, not Mexico, which is what he said. Uh, and uh, and and Don had made the comment of just God, just hearing that report. I, that's just a little bit of it. I only gave you the highlights that everybody's talking about. I read the meat of his summary, and it's um, it's chilling. It really is. John says. Uh, 
Rob, we know you hate talking about this crap, but I, for one, am glad when you do. I respect your bipartisan and real point of view. If you did another show about politics, I would be a daily listener Aww. because a lot of us trust you on the subject. Thank you, John. I know we're working on a variety of ideas, and uh, we will announce something, I, t I hope, soon. Uh, also, we got this email totally switching subjects from Christian. Hey, Christian. Uh, we've been guessing, debating who might save the Usher halftime uh, show. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it looks like in a, new, a recent interview, he said, yeah, you know, we're going to bring some people out. You know, there have been songs with me, so we all start thinking Ludacris, Alicia Keys. <laughs> he's got a new album that just came out. It, it honors uh, his hometown of Atlanta, and he's got a song on there called A-Town Girl, which is a great song. And it samples Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. And somebody wrote in and said, what if he brings Billy Joel? Oh, Boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. would be a game stopper. Mm -hmm. uh, like, really, stop playing the game. Just yeah. let Billy Joel perform. Uh, Christian says, I wonder why no one has mentioned Justin Bieber as being a special guest. Oh. I mean, it seems so obvious to me since Usher discovered him. Maybe I'm way off, but it just makes sense to me. Justin Bieber's also got that um, new, I don't know if it's a disease or something, but he's got uh, somewhere he can't control part of his face, and he's trying to stay out of the public eye right now. He's yeah. trying to just live a normal life. I think that's why no one's mentioned him is it's there's kind of a sad element no matter what yeah. you think of bieber there's a sad element to what's going on course, in his life yes uh then we got this email from uh steven hi steven uh we were talking about uh that bitch uh, Brittany mahomes uh, <laughs> patrick's wife who uh, uh went on social <laughs> media it. yesterday uh with her big horse face to uh show us pictures uh, that were taken of her uh, a while ago that she's going to be in the sports illustrated swimsuit uh issue and uh, we were talking about, you know, Dawn said, well, they didn't they didn't do as good a job as I've seen them do airbrushing her and things like that. Uh, and uh, Steven says, OK, look, I took a glance at the Sports Illustrated. If they airbrush the face to make her look attractive mm. and they find a way to minimize the camel toe that's eating her swimsuit. Oh, no, oh, no, really? She would still be a raging bitch. <laughs> yes, that's true. Let's do some food news, it's shall we? Food brings the people together. about food mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it is brought to us today by butt monday yes <laughs> cool on monday uh, it was just it was just endless thing after thing after email after email <sighs> and we just started calling it butt monday and I somebody said it. you know i'd wear a shirt every monday that said <laughs> butt monday hey if i can sell a shirt we'll put a whole line of products in the stupid store <laughs> super store we now have butt monday Yay! products available cool. Uh, shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, long sleeve tees, mugs as well. You, there's two different options. One option has dog butts on it. The other has <laughs> oh. a human butt on it, like a plumber with the crack coming oh, out. Oh, funny. Uh, they are available and right now at radradio.com in ooh, the stupid ooh. store. Superstore. And Mondays in general, they're just always a butt. Exactly. So this applies always. Can we get one with the bottle rocket inside of it? Like the plumber crack with the bottle rocket inside? No, but no. thanks for asking. Damn. What? Every February 9th, which is what today is, is National Pizza Day. Oh, yum. And, of course, this year comes just ahead of Super Bowl Sunday, which is one of the busiest of the year for pizza joints, and Friday is already the most popular day to order pizzas in general. The history of pizza, very simple. Flatbreads with toppings were a popular dish consumed by Egyptians, Romans, and Greeks, but pizza originated in southwestern Italy's Campania region, home to Naples. In 1889, King Umberto I and Queen Margarita 
visited Naples, got bored of their uh, steady French diet, and they asked for some of the local food, including pizza from the city's Pizzeria Brandy. Queen Margarita enjoyed the mozzarella pie with a soft white cheese, red tomatoes, and green basil, and that is why we call that Um, a margarita pizza, named after her. Uh, According to a recent survey by a market research company, most of us have pizza three times a month and eat about eight slices a month. Okay. Yeah. How big is a slice? Well, it varies. I mean, right. That's what I'm saying. It depends on those. And because sometimes they're so small, it's like not even a slice. Uh, many restaurants are offering deals for uh, National Pizza Day. Domino's perfect combo meal is an ongoing deal ending after the Super Bowl, where you get two medium one-topping pizzas, an order of 16 Parmesan bread bites, eight cinnamon bread twists, Dang. and a two-liter bottle of Coke for just under twenty dollars. Oh, deal. Damn. Uh, yeah. With Pizza Hut's deal lovers menu, you can order two or more dishes for seven bucks. So you just off the, the various menus, it's two or more for seven dollars each. Uh, options include medium one topping pizzas, melts, wings, pasta, sides, new offerings of roasted garlic cheese sticks and bacon cheddar cheese sticks and chocolate donut bites. Oh That's my all. God, just go grocery shopping at the pizza place. Yeah, pizza Hut. Uh, <laughs> BJ's Restaurant and Brew House has a $13 mini deep dish pizza. No thanks. That's a casserole. And house salad combo lunch special. Don't like deep dish. Are they including their deep dish cookie? Uh, and uh, no, they're not. <laughs> That's for National Cookie Day. Azuki. And you can choose from one of 10 different pizza options, including the great white pizza, the pepperoni extreme, the vegetarian pizza, and uh, the barbecue chicken. Chicken pizza. Oh, I like those. Hey, hey, hey. El Torito's getting in on it. (gasps) Yes. You can get a Mexican pizza made with chorizo, black beans, and jack cheese, pico de gallo, cotija cheese, and jalapenos drizzled in crema fresca. Uh, El El Torito. At Little Caesars, no special. Marco's Pizza uh, has uh, get one of the new Pizzoli's house dough stuffed with a cheese mix and pepperoni or other fillings, including the hot honey magnifico. That's it, Marcos. Hot honey. What the hell? Oh, it's something we've talked about like 18 times on the show in the last we six have, months. You yeah. know what? We have. Uh-huh. That's fine. It's, it's spicy honey. I heard you. I did, Rob. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't retain it. Yeah, but I remembered right now. Yeah, thanks, Mom. <laughs> and uh, on National Pizza Day, Round Table Pizza today, you can get a large double-play pepperoni pizza for just twenty two ninety nine. All right, so you got specials everywhere. Let's get to the I'll important say. stuff. Good God. A new YouGov survey. They do it every year. Ask for America's... Uh, most and least favorite toppings on a pizza. All right. The most beloved pizza topping is? Cheese. Pepperoni. pepperoni. Cheese is not considered a topping for the oh, purpose of this survey. Oh, okay. Then pepperoni. Pepperoni, <laughs> uh, number one. The second most loved topping. Italian. Sorry. Mushrooms. Sausage. Artichokes. Olives. Artichokes. Seriously. I the love- second most popular topping in America for a pizza. I love artichokes and Great. black olives Great. on my pizza. Great. I'm, I'm glad you do. I, I'm, I, I think you know. That's a horrible answer for what America said. I think artichokes are the second most picked off topping. Um, we'll get to hate it in a moment. Okay, sorry. Just sorry. put them on my plate. Pepperoni is number one. Okay. Sausage is number two. Oh, yeah. Right, the right. next most love oh. topping. Uh, uh, black olives. Mushrooms. Black, black olives. Mushrooms. Uh. Followed by. Black olives. Black olives. Tomatoes, uh, 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 garlic, ham, ham. chicken, peppers. Oh. Peppers? Pe- wait, wait, like ca- oh. like wait, banana? Bell, bell yeah. peppers. Oh, ew. Oh, oh okay. bell peppers. It's the worst thing on a pizza. So I, I agree. I hate I hate bell peppers I, on, on a pizza. No. And I don't, and, like, I don't like green bell peppers anyways. And the fact that bell peppers come before black olives? Blasphemy. Oh. So it's pepperoni, sausage, mushrooms, bell peppers, and then black, black olives. olives. Anchovies. Onions. Oh. Onions. Okay. 
Okay, you know what they're doing here? The, the order of a combination pizza. That's what it sounds like. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I mean, this is the results of a survey. So maybe this is why we have combination well, pizzas. Black are on a combo. <laughs> maybe YouGov has somebody that's not doing the survey correctly. They're getting numbers misplaced. Hey, you know, whatever you guys got to tell yourselves, just because you don't like no, the results it, of the survey, I will say, as I always do, because this is why I cite YouGov, they are a top-notch organization, and they get a very a unique, rounded view of the United States in all of their surveys. Okay. So am I, am I to... Mm. Basically, what this is saying is more people order a pepperoni pizza, right? And then, then that would be sausage. But, but, but who orders an onion pizza? That, no, no that's, not, no, that's not what the survey is saying at all. It's saying, tell me your favorite items to put on a pizza. Pepperoni's number one. Just because onions is fifth doesn't mean people are ordering onion pizza. They're saying, oh, I like a pepperoni mushroom onion pizza. All right, okay, okay, all right. <sighs> Jesus. Favorite uh, topping, pepperoni, then sausage, then mushrooms, then bell peppers, then onions. Sixth favorite topping. Black olives. Linguisa, bacon, oh chicken. Bacon. bacon. And then behind bacon. Black olives. Basil. Ham. Spinach, salami. Fresh garlic. Fresh garlic. Oh, okay. yeah, that's good. I, I, I am in protest. Uh, let's see. I have to go. Let's see. I can keep going here and just to look at it. Uh, 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 Where'd pineapple land? Uh, meatballs are ahead of black olives. What? Salami's ahead of black olives. Well, that makes sense. Uh, I God, I hate salami on my pizza. Uh, fresh tomatoes ahead of olives. No. Uh, fresh garlic, we already did. Fresh basil's ahead of olives. No. Uh, and there's olives. So olives is uh, 14. I love black oh, olives. Yeah. I love black yeah. olives. Lord, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the garlic and the basil, but olives should rank higher. What's wrong with people? They have different tastes and opinions than you. <laughs> I don't like it yeah. when it comes to black olives. I uh, yeah, I, I love, and and I, I for me it's a combination thing of flavors like mm -hmm. Italian sausage, mushrooms, black olives. I'm good. Love that combination. Uh, pepperoni and just uh, mushrooms. Love that combination. Fresh garlic maybe. Pepperoni, black olives, and jalapenos. That's your go-to. That's my go-to. So I've been doing pepperoni, mushroom, sausage, black olives, but also anchovies. And you got to get them raw, not cooked in the oven because they're uh, too crunchy. Uh, Which good. will bring us to the most hated toppings. Thank you, Kyle, for giving yeah. us number one. Anchovies. By oh. far, four in ten. 42% uh. of people hate anchovies, don't want them anywhere near their pizzas. I would wonder if if there was, like, the, the ground-up anchovies, not the full fish of the anchovy on top of the pizza. Like, if it was just ground-up in the sauce or maybe just, like, as a topping, I wonder if people would like that more because uh. I love anchovies <laughs> and spaghetti. Like, if you make a traditional yeah. or a, a traditional Caesar salad, mm -hmm. it's almost like a puree of anchovy in there. If it's, like, mixed in, I think it would be good. And a lot of people don't realize that in a traditional Caesar, they put in anchovy paste usually. That's how I make mine. Um, and, and sometimes you'll get people who, like, they won't order it because it's on the menu. And, and then when, you, when they actually taste it, they go... Wow, why is this Caesar salad so good? It's incredible. Right. I, yeah, I, I, the anchovy paste, I have no problem with it. I, I put some in my tomato sauce as well. I've never thought of putting it on the pizza, but it, that makes sense. So we, when I worked at a restaurant, when I, my first job was delivering pizzas, one of the hacks for like one of the, the mean customers they call up and we had an attitude with them or they have an attitude with us, instead of like messing with their food terribly wrong, we would do the easy thing and take the anchovy juice and we pour it over the layer of sauce and then put the cheese on top. No one that I knew really ever complained, so I don't even know if they even noticed. Yeah, th there is something different <laughs> when it's mixed in like that. When it's the anchovy, gross. 
the visual yeah it, that, honestly that's yeah. all it is don't want it that, they, yeah. i find i mean you guys right yes i get it when there's mean customers when you work in the food industry but sadly that one it probably added flavor exactly. yeah. they had the best pie of their life <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Um, so uh by a two to one margin the most hated topping is anchovy second most hated topping pineapple eggplant that's oh, up topping eggplant. where can you get that at well, i worked at a pizza place like when I was like 18, there was yeah. no eggplant. Same here. Not even at the salad bar. Yeah, it's right, everywhere. Exactly. It's everywhere now. Um, it's just, and all it is is it's water squash. That's why people don't want it. There's no flavor to it. Yeah. All right. So most hated anchovies, then eggplant, and then pineapple, cucumber, cucumber, mm. artichokes, artichokes. Oh. artichokes. So good oh with chicken God. and bacon. Oh, Followed by most hated. Okay, now pineapple. Jalapenos. Oh, oh really? Oh, Boom. People don't like the spice. They're wussies. Uh, fifth oh, most hated is. Uh, okay, let me go off the board here. Mushrooms. Uh, Fire roasted tomatoes. Yeah, Broccoli. That's, uh, that's a salad oh, bar item, not a pizza topping. It is good on like a veggie pizza. And then with some uh, zucchini. Pineapple. <laughs> pineapple rounded out. Yeah, the list. Oh, but it's the least most hated. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, no, I wouldn't. I was going to say, I, if I had to choose, if I was doing a would you rather thing, I was going to say I, I might choose pineapple over broccoli, but I wouldn't. And so, no. Yeah, it, it didn't land. There, My husband likes the pineapple. Gross. I mean, he likes mm-hmm. the, the meat, whatever, lovers, but he will he also loves Canadian bacon pineapple. And when we've done the half-half, there are sometimes, oh, pineapple gets on mine. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. you don't know it. Mm-hmm. And you take a bite and... I'm sorry. Oh. No. No, no, you're it no, is you're so Oh, gross. it's so good. You're you're, you're no. no, you're pizza eating wrong now. Because that happened to me a long time ago. Okay. My wife does the damn pineapple thing. I investigate that pizza. <laughs> head to toe, you know, flick it. I mean, the, and, you know, it's already cut. It's already cut. Oh, that's a very First good thing idea. I do, first thing I do when that pizza shows up, I separate that half in the box and make sure Inch by inch. I get my phone out. I magnify it. Yeah. I look at the entire half of my pizza because I have experienced that right? dread. It'll creep in. Oh, so bad. Have uh, you ever had a pepperoni, jalapeno, and pineapple pizza? Yes. Mm-hmm. That oh. would be something yeah. I think you should at least try. you got to understand, I I hate pineapple. Okay. I hate oh. everything about pineapple. Raw, the flavoring. You know how they the, the, the gummy bears, the haribus, yeah, yeah. The, okay. the, the, the translucent ones, are pine- those get thrown away. Gotcha. Oh, so right. you don't even like pineapple no. juice. No. Nothing. No. 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 Because I don't want to eat a pineapple. Mm -mm. It's a texture thing for me. I don't like it, but I love pineapple juice. No, pineapple's just way, way, way down there for me. (laughs) Like grapefruit juice. Great. I, I don't mind that. I, I don't like grapefruits, too. though. Yeah. I don't like grapefruits. Banana <laughs> flavoring in some things, okay. I don't like bananas. Although banana Laffy Taffy, terrible. That's for uh, pedophiles. Are you just, <laughs> what, you point at me when you said that? You like banana Taffy. Yeah, but I'm not a pedophile. Hey, I didn't say you were. I just said it's for <laughs> pedophiles. Whoa. Well, I, that was so pun- I no. thought you wanted to speak. That's all. Uh-huh. Yeah. So no pineapple upside down cake allowed oh, in the studio? Oh, God. Oh, you can do whatever you want. Oh, God. I, I just don't want to. Uh, okay. <laughs> email just came in already at radradio.com says thank you Rob I hate salami on pizza too salami is great it has its place in the work but it doesn't belong on my pizza right I love I love salami that's I, my go to sandwich at a deli would be like the Italian Yeah. I don't want it on my pizza it just doesn't belong there <laughs> uh, for National Pizza Day the survey also asked Americans about their preferences when it comes to things like crusts oh. slice shapes <gasps> dipping sauces yeah. and more oh, yes. I, I, I oh. have opinions yep I'm oh. shocked <laughs> 
<laughs> and when America doesn't agree with any of those opinions, we will somehow then demean either the people, the survey, oh, the host yeah. of the radio show, right. whatever yes. it is. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, one out of five Americans do not eat the pizza crust. What? Yeah. Weirdos. Yeah, That's my, the best yeah. part. My wife doesn't eat the crust. Oh, doesn't like come it. Come on, give me your crust. <laughs> I will start bagging up uh, all of the leftover Christina crust. Mm. Oh, okay. See, I love the crust because I, I it's kind of like a special treat at the end. You finish yeah. your pizza and you're like, I got a breadstick now. Exactly, with a little <laughs> cheese on it. I yep. get it. I love the crust. I'm just reporting here. Oh, crust is everything. Uh, when it comes to crust style, you have the following choices. You can prefer a thick crust, a thin crust, or a stuffed crust. Uh, stuffed? Thick. What? So is a thick like an original? Yeah. Okay, thick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not like not like the casserole that is uh, Chicago and Detroit style pizza. Great. But right. th- th- there's a Pans. crust because yeah. that's a pizza. Like pan style. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. When there's no crust and it's flat, I'm all, this is not a pizza. This is a flat pie. And I love that. That's my choice for sure. Ugh. I'd Like one out of ten times, I'll go, let's do the standard You're crust. You're not a bread person. That is not true at all. In fact, I uh, <laughs> ate uh, four or three, I'm sorry, two whole slices of toast this morning like I do almost every morning. I usually, if I don't do that, I get a bagel. Love sandwiches. Well, make are anti-rules at Thanksgiving, make a gar- so right. I just make you a, but I, not a bread person because of that. But I'm not anti-rules. It's just it doesn't belong <laughs> at Thanksgiving. It's a loss leader. It's stupid. Yeah. Totally so, different. Y- if you really loved bread, no. you would have rolls. No. <laughs> no, that's 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 a that's a specious argument at best. Um so the number one the stuffed crust, Kyle, come on. That was a gimmick. That came and went. No, it's still coming. No, 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 no they still have it. No, no. Round table just got another one. I, I don't mean that they don't sell it. I mean we all tried it and it went, okay. I you all tried it. it. Yeah. No. And I love you know what? And I I love cheese. So you, I, I thought I would love it because it's like extra cheese, Don't but it. I just want, oh, it, for me anyway, it messes up that consistency of the bread that's inside, you know, the crust of the of the, of yeah. the pizza. It's just too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, see, when it, when it came out, I remember it came out and it was a big deal when I was a little kid, and then I grew up not having it a lot because it was more expensive. So mm. the yeah. more it, it, more when we ordered pizza as a family, there was a lot of us. So. We didn't get that option. So when I got it and I got to order, it was like a big special treat. Maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia because you're right. It's not the best thing in the world, but yeah. it's pretty damn good sometimes. And there and there's enough of a market for it to keep it out there, but it did finish last. Uh, the largest share of Americans prefer thin crust pizza. Oh, boo. Uh, then uh, the uh, normal pan style thick crust, whatever the hell you want to call hell it. Hell yeah. And then um, half, third, fourth, uh, third, uh, down at the bottom is stuffed crust pizza. So it's 40%, 30%, and 15% respectively. How do you want your pizza to be cut? Triangle slices, square slices, or cut in strips? What? Strips. Okay, so they do strips like for pizza parties. Uh, You get a little bit more pizza out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you just go parallel lines and then you flip the pizza around and then you do another set of parallel lines and you get like those rectangular shapes. That's flatbread. Well, yeah, but it's also like a way to distribute more pizza with a whole pizza. You you described it perfectly. There's a purpose in that and it has its place. But if we're not doing it for that, it's got to be the traditional triangle. That's a pizza. Look, this question is what it's really asking is what kind of pizza you like. Because the only time you cut squares is if it is Chicago-style pizza or Detroit-style pizza. Mm-hmm. You don't do squares otherwise. No. That's why three-fourths of people say triangles, 15% say squares, and 5%, apparently there are a few children uh, in the uh, survey. <laughs> they like the strips because that's where you see that most often. Yeah, exactly. Uh, three-fourths of us eat pizza with our hands. And uh, 20% use a fork and knife. No! 
Mm-hmm. No, no, right. no, no, no. Pizza is meant to eat with your hands. Uh, depends period. on Depends on how stacked that thing is with toppings. I don't care. You know, again, again, you have to eat a Chicago-style pizza with a knife and a fork. You do. Yeah. So we're back to you how do. people like their pizza. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're eating a regular thin-style crust pizza or a pan-style crust and the toppings do fall off, you then take the little leftover at the end before you get all the way to the crust and you fold it over and you scrape up the toppings and you fold it like a sandwich and then you eat it that way. Yes. And uh, finally, about a third of all Americans do enjoy a dipping sauce with their pizza. And uh, we this this we actually already reported. It's because they had released this uh, ahead of National Pizza Day. So I will just remind you, the number one favorite sauce is marinara sauce to dip your pizza in. Pizza. Followed by garlic butter. Oh, yeah. uh, and then uh, then comes ranch. <laughs> Ranch third because more more people uh, like marinara and garlic butter. That's really, that's how it comes in third. I don't really want the it's answer. a mathematical thing of more people said marinara or garlic I, butter. I understand then, that. Then then people said right, ranch. Just weirdos. Followed by uh, hot uh. sauce finishing out the favorite <laughs> dipping sauce. So are these sauces specifically to dip in pizza? Because when you said marinara, people like to dip their pizza in. I know from my own experience, I have never witnessed that. That that just doesn't no. sound right because pizza sauce is already on the pizza. Why would you want to dip marinara in it? Yeah, it it's is. Weird. So I'm guessing, like, is it the most uh, dip ordered through pizza because no. it comes with the breadsticks? No, Kyle. It was a survey where right. they asked 4,000 Americans and they said, what do you dip your pizza in? That was the actual question. Yeah, see, Kyle, all <sighs> and I've never seen it either, dude. When yeah. I saw that result, I was like, why? I, well, I don't dip pizza. I think that's stupid. But I would certainly not dip it in the flavor that I already have on my right? pizza. Yeah. It's idiotic. Listen, it is. You live in an idiotic country, dude. That's what we should all feel good that we don't hang out with weirdos. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> Looking at a few. Uh, got a few emails here. Uh, best pizza specifically uh, is uh, pepperoni, sausage, olives, jalapeno, and pineapples. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, dip that in ranch. Uh, pineapple. This email says save the crust and put hot honey on it. It's like a dessert for the what? people that aren't uh, yes. eating their, their crust or whatever. Uh, Dan says my favorite pizza is barbecue sauce instead of red sauce. Cheese, grilled chicken, jalapeno, and baking. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, that is good. Yeah, gross. It's not but pizza. We'll just have barbecue chicken. <laughs> we got to put the red onions on it, too. Oh, yes. That's what was missing. Uh, Alex says uh, twisted regular crust with a butter garlic brushing on top. Truck stop pizzas are the best. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, let's play the pressure cooker right now. Uh, you get to pick the prize. We've got uh, three different shows at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno. You can either go see the Alan Parsons Project on Friday, March 22nd, Killer Queen, that's a tribute to Queen on March 24th, or Yellow Wolf on uh, April 6th. They're all at the GSR. you got to win the pressure cooker and then pick sh- which show you want to go to. Pressure Cooker is our daily trivia game that we play every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. You don't. Five right, 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888 989 Caller 18 plays the pressure cooker. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. New Year, same crap in the stupid store. Rad stuff, bad stuff, food stuff. Get yours now at radradio.com. All right, a few emails. R-A-D at radradio.com. We'll start with one from uh, one of our 85 uh, Heidi's. Hi, Heidi. Uh, she says, what? But Monday shirts. Oh, I'm so excited. I will go shop right now. Yay! Yes, as Dawn said, every Monday is a butt. We had a real butt Monday uh, on Monday, <laughs> so we decided to put together some hoodies, some sweatshirts, T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, and mugs. Uh, two different uh, versions to choose from. You can either get them with dog butts on them or human butts. <laughs> 
They are available in the Stupid Store. Superstore! At radradio.com. It's National Pizza Day. Every February 9th is. So we were talking about favorite toppings, different types of pizzas. Michael uh, wrote in and said, I'm a pepperoni and extra mushroom guy. Uh, no name on this one says, I take two. and Oh, we were talking about uh, uh, anchovies, most hated by far. <sighs> But Brandon brought up the hack of, well, wait a minute. What about when in like a, t- a pasta sauce or in a Caesar salad, mm-hmm. you're using either chopped up anchovies or anchovy paste? Mm-hmm. It's And, you know, Don brought up the visual, the fish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guy says, uh, I take two anchovy fillets, cut each into about five little pieces, and then I sprinkle the tiny pieces on top of the pizza, with, and that makes just enough saltiness for the real anchovy flavor oh, and is delicious. Yep. Yeah. And you haven't tried it yet on the pizza, right, Brandon? I don't think so. I, I mean, oh. I might have it one of the fancy pizza places I've been to, but I, I want to do it again. Yeah. So if you ever have a combination pizza, I typically find it tastes really good on a combo. Uh, Adam says, my go-to is thin crust, chicken, bacon, jalapeno, and pineapple. And of course, I do not dip my pizza in any sauce because I am an adult. That wasn't even a pizza. Let's get to the uh, pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. different shows and you will pick which one you want to go to at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno, the Alan Parsons Project on Friday, March 22nd, the Tribute to Queens called Killer Queen on March 24th, or Yellow Wolf on Saturday, April 6th. Caller 18, hello, Mike. Hello. Hello. Here's how this works. Your timer will begin when I finish reading the first question, which is true-false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right and then four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And i got to take the first thing you say. So if you say pepperoni and then you say sausage, I have to take pepperoni as your answer. Do you have any questions? Um, nope. All right, good luck. God. Oh, boy. No, no, no. True or false, the Kelsey Brothers podcast is called New Heights. True. Four NFL teams have never been to a Super Bowl. Name one. Detroit Lions. What jewelry store makes the Super Bowl winning Lombardi Trophy? Uh, uh, Pass. Five NFL teams have won the Super Bowl only once. Name one. Um, Pat. City with the largest population, Las Vegas, Portland, or Boston? Boston. All right. (sighs) All right. I mean, the pressure, folks. Could have just said a team. We got uh, five questions out. You only need five. Oh, so he has to get everyone right. I hope pass is the answer to two of these. Oh, True or false, the Kelsey Brothers podcast is called New Heights. He said that's true. Most listened to podcast in America, passed Joe Rogan a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, listened to it on my way into work. That's what did it. (laughs) Joe Rogan now living on the streets. Thanks, Don. Uh, Four NFL teams have never been to a Super Bowl name one. He took forever, which was his real mistake here, to finally answer, and he said the Lions. The Lions have never been to a Super Bowl, neither have the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cleveland Browns uh, and the Houston Texans. Of course, the Jags and Texans are fairly new franchises. Uh, on what jewelry store makes the Super Bowl winning Lombardi trophy? He said the Pass Jewelry Company. Oh. That's uh, yeah. Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany is correct. Five NFL teams have won the Super Bowl only once. Name one. He said the football team of the Passes. They've only won once? They've only won once. Uh, Buccaneers. No. Nope. Oh, they have two. Uh, the, uh, 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 Chargers. Cardinals. <laughs> Dolphins. <No. laughs> East Coast, West Coast. 
There's five of them. How about I just give them to you? Yeah. Oh, I like to guess. Super Bowl teams that have only won once, or NFL teams that only won the Super Bowl once, uh, would be the New York Jets with Joe Namath, the Chicago Bears with that 85 defense, probably the, the best in history, uh, the Saints uh, with Drew Brees. Who that? The, the Saints. Saints. <laughs> uh, Pete Carroll got the Seahawks, their only uh, Super Bowl championship, and the Eagles have only won as well. And then at the buzzer, I said city with the largest population. See, all the questions were like football, Super Bowl related. So I threw Las Vegas in there or Portland or Boston. And he said, Boston. Las Vegas. For population of a city, it's Las Vegas. 656,000. Boston has 650,000, but it's a giant metropolitan area. It's like the, it's like the gay area. Bay area. San Francisco itself <laughs> is not even one of America's 10 biggest cities, but the Bay Area is the fourth biggest population center. In the country. So it's Vegas, Boston, and uh, Boston has six. Uh, stop. Okay. Vegas has 656. Boston <laughs> has 650,000. Portland has 635,000. That's all according to the 2022 census. And that means that he got two rights. Oh, oh buddy. Yeah. It's all right. The pressure. Yeah, that, that wasn't pressure. That was just. I, and I couldn't tell, like, in the very beginning, right? It sounded like he's never even heard this game before. It's like. Do you have any questions? Uh, no. Maybe he was just nervous. Maybe. That's what it, you but, right? But, I mean, you got to answer, you got to say something. I think he thought he was gonna, then he got on the phone and everything changes. Well, and Kyle, you thought he was maybe trying to Google every question? Yeah, you can hear the keyboard in the background a little bit, but now that I'm thinking That's about it, work. I think he just got dropped a few times as a child. Oh, God. Another chance for you to win comes up at 9 a.m. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Rob, anybody, and Dawn, setting the standards since standards were dramatically lowered. This is Rad Radio. Got an email, RAD, at radradio.com from Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Says, I'd like to request a birthday shout-out for my son, Harrison, who turns 10 today. Harrison's a devoted Rad listener who never fails to make sure the station is on 104.7 FM as he gets in my truck. In Reno, it's 104.5. <laughs> Sacramento, it's 104.7 FM and 8.90 AM. He's very interested in Rob's opinion on everything. And he thinks that Dawn sounds nice. Aww. Harrison is smart, kind, and a friend to everyone he meets, and I couldn't be more proud to be his dad. Oh, my God, what a sweetie. Give it three years, pal. <laughs> Happy birthday, now he's your cake. Happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. Uh, we also got this from a better class of Rad Radio listener watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Her name is Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Says, Rob, I hate to assume, but I gather, based on the description, that is the 49ers jacket that says, old as Kyle and your wife. It is truly gorgeous and in amazing condition. Yes, I, that's why I wore it today because I described it earlier in the week. Uh, and I had worn it into the building, but I didn't wear it on the air. Uh, and Dawn had commented on how it's in this great shape. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, 1991, the birth year of Kyle and my wife. I was 90. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. You're in December. She's in January. So, you know, well, that's how they're the same age. It is accurate. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle was a month old. Oh, I don't know. Yes, uh, but I, I had been I had been promoted uh, for the first time or whatever uh, of the many promotions in radio where I become a program director. So I was making more money. So the girlfriend I was with at the time went down to San Francisco because there's no internet, kids. So you have to go to Pier 39. I don't know if it's still there, but it used to be the place to go. I mean, they had, they had all this sports memorabilia. 
and I was like a kid in a candy store every time I went and I saw this jacket and I said, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna reward myself for, for my promotion. Uh, and I've had it ever since, since I've never changed size. Uh, and oh, why don't you just rub that in? It's in it's in great shape. It's a Letterman's jacket. It's got the leather <laughs> sleeves that are red. It says 49ers on it. The black felt, uh, velvety, uh, if you will. The Niners uh, helmet says 49ers on the back. You ever find anything good in those pockets after you've taken yeah. it out of the closet in a while? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, because <laughs> y- y- we, you know, Don and I lived in Reno for a decade, and, and Tahoe, yeah, Tahoe in there. So for for that times period, you needed oh you needed serious jacket wear. And then we spent the last 25 years, other than a little stint in Seattle and the Sacramento area, I rarely wear jackets. There's hardly ever a reason to, especially if your life is walk into your garage in the morning, get in your car, drive to your studio that you own, take seven steps to get into the building, and then repeat and go home. It's like, what um, do I need jackets for? Scusi, this this studio we're sitting in needs a jacket. No, I, I don't have any <laughs> temperature issues here. I don't have a vent right over my head. It's so weird now to think. I mean, we, we lived... A certain way of life for so long but now it's just hard to comprehend yeah like we either had to get out a phone book and why would the phone book have something that's in san francisco in your area or you just had to go somewhere <laughs> that's how you would just come and upon something the only reason and find it. i knew of that <laughs> sports store is because i grew up in the gay area, gay area and yep. it, it had been there forever yep. I, it, so i it was a go-to place because yes there was no such unless a friend told you exactly and they would have to tell you by calling you on a landline yeah. that, that they found this store that's right there's one of these um um uh, people on insta that does all 80s stuff and she's this one where these kids are like how did you Go along without, how'd you get by without knowing stuff? She's like, we just got comfortable not knowing stuff. And we went about our day because everything we can find out now. There's a lot of great things about <laughs> convenience and access to knowledge and technology. But I think a lot of the country and the world could do with knowing a lot less yes. in terms of what we're told, what we think, what we think we know, et cetera. Oh. I don't know. kind of miss it sometimes. If you're a maggot and you're listening to us, so you are, if you got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. Now, we're going to start with 10-year-old Lily. Oh, Lily. Before we do, though, uh, Brandon, remind us about the cartoon Bluey. Uh, It's a a show that's developed and, and created in Australia. It's a, about a family of dogs. Uh, it's all animated. Then the the star of the show is Bluey. It's I think it's a boy. I, I, I'm That's always confused. I and I think that the genders aren't really that important for the kids at least. Uh, but there's a family of four. There's, uh, there's Bluey, there's mom, there's dad, and there's uh, Bingo too. So it's a really <laughs> cute, quaint show for kids. And it's made in a way where it's actually really enjoyable for the adults as well. And this is yes. the one where it's like every episode is like eight minutes yeah, or something. Super short. So that's interesting that you touched on the reason I was asking, other than just so people had background, was the gender. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, because in the joke, uh, Lily references Bluey and calls Bluey a, a she. So there we go. Oh, okay. we'll, just, we'll just leave it, since that's, that's how Lily wrote it. I think it's up for our own interpretation, huh? What did Bluey, <laughs> nope, why did Bluey take a nap under a tree? Why? Because she wanted to have a possum rest. <laughs> possum! <laughs> Big setup for that joke. Uh, let's go to Big D, uh, who does the uh, dad jokes. He says, we made it. It's finally Friday. Now, he 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 writes, you know how yesterday he alluded to what his jokes were going to be about? Like, you know, that would quack you up because there's a duck joke. He's doing it again, but I don't I don't know how to pronounce this. For, he, okay, he's got cheese jokes. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And he starts by saying, I hope Kyle won't occurred. Oh. What is he trying to say? Occurred. occurred. I, I don't know. What's the rest of the sentence? Okay. I hope, because there's there's cheese, dog, and cat jokes. Okay. Yeah. It says, I hope Kyle won't occurred and dog on today's submission too much if these jokes are a catastrophe. Is the, he trying the, to do cheese curds? Yeah. Yes. It doesn't cheese, work. But, but, but it's not working. No. no what does okay. that mean? I don't know. I know what it means that dog on today's jokes, right? Catastrophe. But I hope Kyle won't occurred. I was thinking, he, he, did he leave words out like it won't Wait, occurred oh. to Kyle? Maybe like accuse. I don't. That doesn't work either. No, no. I don't know, Big D. You're gonna have to. Oh. You're gonna have to send me the English to Big D uh, translation. Maybe it's. I hope it won't occurred to Kyle. Yeah, that's what I was. That's the only thing I was thinking was he yeah. left out a word or right. something. Yeah. Occurred. Okay. All right. Either way, now you know. Cheese, dog, and cat jokes. All right. What do you call the world's greatest dog detective? What? Sherlock Bones. <laughs> What do you call a fraction of a cat? What? A percent. <laughs> or a dog treat. <laughs> Did you hear the head of the Dairy Association is coming to town? Yeah, she's the big cheese. <laughs> and which dog has a dribbling problem? Which? The spit bull. So we have Rodney, who wrote in and said, kudos to Big D for yesterday's cheese jokes. Since I'm in Wisconsin, I found them to be very Gouda. (laughs) And then he sent in his own attempts at dad jokes. How do you get 100 math teachers into a room that only holds 99? How? You carry the one. (laughs) It's a shame nothing is built in America anymore. I bought a TV, and it said, built-in antenna. (laughs) Hmm. Somebody just called my phone, sneezed, coughed, and hung up. God, I hate cold calls. (laughs) Teslas do not have a new car smell. They have an Elon Musk. Oh, gross. I can't can't imagine he smells very good. By the way, Danielle has jumped into Bluey Gate and says the kids are both girls, exclamation point. Yeah. I always get it confused because and, they just don't really specify on the show too too frequently. Right. I always thought Blue was a boy. I, well, see, I, I like the idea that they didn't even address it. They, yeah, and that's fine. So do we know that they're both girls? They are both girls. Oh, it has I been confirmed. Google. Yes. Mm, all right. Good job, Daniel. Does Way Bluey to go. Bluey ever wear pink? Yeah, why can't it be pink? Because Bluey, uh, maybe it's because I'm old school. Bluey, so it's a boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just not wanting to perpetuate right. gender stereotypes yeah. to kids. Just focus on the lessons <laughs> that they teach in each episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Mark wrote in with this one. Who was the most boring cowboy? Ooh. Yawn Wayne. <laughs> uh, I'm a racist. Uh, this one's from Danny. My wife called me at the bar last night and said, if you're not home in 10 minutes, I'm giving the dinner I cooked for you to the dog. I was home in five minutes. I don't want anything to happen to that dog. <laughs> There's a couple from Chris. Life and beer are very similar. Chill for best results. (laughs) It's a bumper sticker somewhere. Oh, God. My wife left me for another man. All that's left now is a miserable, pointless life with suicide the only way out. Meanwhile, I'll be at the bar every night with my buddies. (laughs) (laughs) These are from Adam. Hi, Adam. Why are... how, how, How ironic. 
He's telling a joke with the word atoms in it. Atom, atoms, uh, like atoms. Okay. Uh-huh. Why are atoms so fun? <laughs> Why? Because they are particles. 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 <laughs> okay. What did Oliver Twist say at the campsite? What? Please, sir, may I have some s'mores? <laughs> From Dwayne. I'm sad to announce that the person who wrote the Hokey Pokey has passed away. What's really sad was his funeral was a disaster. They couldn't fit him in the coffin. They put one leg in, one leg out, and, well, you know the rest. Uh, that's what it's all about. What do you call a knighted homosexual in Russia? What? what? Sergey. Uh, and these are from a Wendy. Hi, Wendy. What do blind kids and orphans... Oh, no. And blind kids? What? what do blind kids and orphans have in common? What? Neither one of them can see their parents. <laughs> Why are there only 363 days in an orphan's calendar? Why? They don't have Father's or Mother's Day. <laughs> I offered a woman a penny for her thoughts, then she spoke, and I realized I overpaid. <laughs> Man. <laughs> how is it that know-it-alls don't know how annoying they are? <laughs> My wife told me to get our son, who's a ginger, ready for his first day of school. So I punched him in the face and stole his lunch money. Got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. After a nice, long holiday break, Rad Radio has one thing to say. When is our next vacation? And now, back to the mediocrity that is Rob, Anybody, and Dawn. Well, now, this is a, this is a potential game changer here. I'm, uh, during the commercial break, I'm searching for uh, ideas about various ways to make deviled eggs. We were talking about them earlier in the week. Uh, and deviled eggs going to be on the menu at Williams Manor for, uh, for the Super Bowl. And so I said I would at least try the avocado or the guacamole uh, deviled eggs because that sounds interesting. And, and then I like I like the, the one that came up with the chopped jalapenos on regular deviled eggs or something. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going through, get some ideas. And Food Network has this smoky grilled deviled eggs. Oh, what idea? What? So you 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 can do it two ways. I have a smoker, so I so you take the egg whites that are cut in half and you smoke them. Whoa! Just for a little bit. Obviously, you let them cool off. And then you put your whatever your filling you're going to use in, and you use smoked paprika. Oh, I love smoked paprika. And you still do, like, your mayonnaise and your Dijon mustard. And they also say maybe some adobo sauce. I'm not sure. But I thought, whoa. Oh, my God. I love a smoky smoked flavor. Smoked deviled eggs. What? That's going on the list. Honey, honey, fiance, Nicole, are you listening? We're doing this this weekend. <laughs> yeah. that, that's going to get me to eat a deviled egg. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got Butt Monday products now in the stupid store. Super store. Every Monday's a butt. We had one this week, so we said, hey, let's per- let's put together some Butt Monday Rad Radio stuff. Uh, you can choose either dog butts or human butts. We've got hoodies and T-shirts and sweatshirts and long sleeve shirts and mugs as well. Oh 
at radradio.com in the stupid store. Super store. And if you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, we're about to talk Super Bowl and more with uh, Steve Mickelson. And then at the top of the hour, you're going to get the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? We've got Colt, the Kelpie Mix, Blue, the German Shepherd, and Daisy, the Chicken, making their Aww. votes for the winner of the big game. So they're doing their <laughs> version of a zoo where they have two bulls in front of them, one for the Niners, one for the Chiefs, and you'll have to watch to see who was picked the most. We call it the uh, canine cam in honor of Dogwoods Resort, but it is really the zoo cam. Absolutely. And uh, we have Raina, the pit shepherd mix. It was supposed to be off leash, but she was a little confused on what that means and what that is. She's actually pulling her Ah. owner while she's running. And then we have footage of my dog, Sadie, or my puppy, Sadie, rather. She's a nine to ten months old now, and she's learning how to walk upstairs. Only two so far. And uh, she's watching Bluey as well. Do you mean weeks? Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say months? Months. Yeah. Eight to nine weeks. And um, uh, your text this morning indicated to me that you were running behind your usual schedule because you were dealing with both puppy problems and elderly dog problems. Yeah, it was puppy problems last night. She's a total tornado. She's like a Tasmanian devil. So it's it's a battle to get her to calm down. And Walter just didn't want to leave the house today, but he can't stay home because of the puppy. So Uh, tough cookies. uh, You can horizontally record your animals. Email us, rad at radradio.com. Let's talk to Steve Mickelson live from where? It's all happening this weekend. Las Vegas, Nevada, and MixPicks.com. Two Ks in Mix. Two Ks in Picks. MixPicks.com and the MixPicks Sports Show, which airs every morning at 10 a.m. Steve and I on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 1047 FM, 890 AM. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. All right, buddy. Before we get to the Super Bowl, it's uh, so great having you at Ground Zero. Uh, and a lot of this stuff you and I get deep into on the sports show, but I briefly alluded to it on the regular show. Let's get through all the noise. There are now rumblings that the Oakland A's are not going to get into Las Vegas. I don't believe them. I think it's all hype. But the mayor of Las Vegas has said, go back to just talk to Oakland again. I don't want you because you're actually going to not be in the city of Las Vegas and I won't be able to mayor you. Uh, the teachers union, they want the money instead of the money being spent. In the end, Steve, are the A's going to wind up in Vegas? I have to believe they are. You know, to, to be this far down the road, you know, the teachers union, they're suing because they want the money that they're allocating to the stadium for all of the teachers in Clark County. The mayor, to me, I think she's just upset because, you know, it's in Paradise, Nevada, not Las Vegas, Nevada. So she is not directly their mayor as well. And, you know, I don't know the finances, but you got to believe there's got to be something with money involved in that part. Uh, Manfred came out today and said he'd be extremely disappointed if the A's were not playing in Las Vegas, you know, by 2028, which is the the year the ballpark is supposed to open. So I I think this is just kind of background noise for those opposed to it. I still have to believe the A's are going, but I am a little worried in the sense that the stadium uh, ballpark plans have not been approved yet, which to me, I don't understand why the A's are still holding up on that. My concern also was the size of the ballpark, and they have nine acres to build it on. But i got to believe engineers and all that have figured out how to make it fit where it needs to fit. So 
Oh, and you know, I, I'm dismissing it right now as just kind of noise. And that, that's the thing about Vegas is they find a way to make these things happen. You and I, Steve, have officially anointed uh, Las Vegas as uh, no longer just the entertainment capital, but also the sports capital of the world. And it's going to be on display this weekend, uh, unlike any other. I mean, this is a town that had the Muhammad Ali fights, just did the Formula One thing, the Stanley Cup finals, uh, had Elvis's wedding to Priscilla in 67, evil Knievel's jump over the Caesars Palace fountain. But this... This, they're saying, is the biggest moment in sports in Las Vegas history as the 70,000-plus fans will attend the game. That'll boost revenue by $600 million. Other visitors will come to the city. They'll watch the game like they do every year, sports books, bars, restaurants, theaters. Now we're over a billion dollars of revenue coming into Las Vegas. You're already used to having about 300,000 visitors in Vegas. The Super Bowl, they say, will add another 150 to 200, so about a half million visitors to Vegas. Can you feel it, Steve? Yeah, it, it's incredible. You know, the airport staff has really been bumped up. They want to make sure that they're able to get everyone in and out of Las Vegas without any problems. You see people everywhere. Uh, you know, I see them wearing the Chiefs jerseys. I see them wearing the Niners jerseys. It's just, it, it's quite an atmosphere. Really looking forward to it. And I'm really hoping Las Vegas pulls it off like no other city can and, uh, you know, has a awesome presentation as i believe they will but i also believe that no other city can fully house this kind of event like las vegas i mean with all the hotel rooms the restaurants and everything i mean this is what las vegas was built for you know showcase the city show everyone what's really here and uh, hopefully they have a fantastic weekend and you and i have talked on the mixed pick sports show that uh we believe i mean whether i mean unless it's, there's a disaster of epic proportions that's las vegas's fault we already believe that vegas should be added to that list of rotating places the super bowl is held every four to five years up there with miami new orleans uh the bay area used to be uh, like the stanford area now it's going to be levi stadium and 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 vegas should be in that rotational mix Oh, absolutely. I believe that it, it needs it. And like I said, you know, with the other comments, I don't believe any city is fully able to put on the show that Las Vegas can and only in that Las Vegas, you know, style with the entertainment and the glitz and everything else. Uh, so I really hope it comes off great. I hope it gets added. So it's here in Las Vegas every five years. And I'm hoping this is just the start of something, you know, to come down the road. The the Kelsey brothers who both play football, that's how they felt, just from even a football point of view of playing. They were talking about that this morning because they're in Vegas right now, and they're like, oh, my God, this has to be in the rotation. This is like – already they're amazed. Let's uh, inch closer to the actual game, Steve, uh, as predicted and guessed. Lamar Jackson is now a two-time NFL MVP. He's the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. He was almost unanimous. He got 49 of 50 first-place votes. The other vote went to uh, Josh Allen of the Bills. I think that we all knew that was going to happen. Steve, do you want to explain to Dawn and other people like her <laughs> how a quarterback that didn't get to the Super Bowl is the most valuable player? Yeah. Yes, please. Well, well, the first part I would start at is this voting takes place before the playoffs begin. Right. So, you know, unless they're Nostradamus and they already know who's going to be in you know, in the Super Bowl, that's not an effect because this is for the most valuable player for the season, you know, at which does not include postseason and up through the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson had an outstanding season. I'm not sure I would have fully given him unanimous, but, you know, I, I 
think he was right there. I was hoping Brock Purdy might pull off a vote or two, but there's so many critics out there against him that, you know, that really seem to just dislike him and will not recognize the great season that he really had. But uh, Lamar Jackson was deserving and of then the award. They do give like MVP for the Super Bowl and things like that of, okay, you were the most valuable player in the season, but then you go to the playoffs, it's kind of a new season. Now, uh, Steve, we talked a little bit on this show, and you and I have talked a lot on the sports show, about uh, the the various trials and tribulations of the different teams. So the San Francisco 49ers are practicing uh, to get ready for the Super Bowl at the University of Nevada, which has turf. Well, they're playing the Super Bowl in Allegiant Stadium, which has grass, wildly different surfaces. So the NFL went in, and they laid sod over turf. And all day on Monday of this week, uh, the Niners were bitching and moaning and saying, this is not what the field's going to feel like. This isn't, this isn't safe. This isn't what we're going to be playing on. Oh. And then suddenly the, the story just went away. You and I think that they basically the 49ers were just told by the NFL, shut up. We're, we're not going to deal with this. You know, sorry, too bad. But there's that. Um, and then you told me the story yesterday that there's the added, the, the added disadvantage, if you will, of, of the Chiefs. The Chiefs are practicing because the Chiefs are the home team. It just rotates. The AFC was going to be the home team this year no matter what. So they're at the Raiders uh, facility Raiders. Uh, practicing, <laughs> and they have, they have an indoor football field they can practice on. The Niners are outdoors, and you gave me a weather report yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. It's been pouring rain all day, every day in Las Vegas. The 49ers, are, as you said, are at the UNLV practice facility, which is an outdoor facility. Oh. They have the grass on top of the turf. It's oh, really soft, as grass will be when it's raining all the time. The Chiefs are protected indoors in a oh. great facility, temperature controlled. You tell me there's not a big difference in these practice facilities. Okay, now let's add this in. What? San Francisco 49ers were jarred awake by the fire alarm at the team's hotel yesterday morning. What is oh. It went off for 18 minutes. Engineers at the hotel said it was a false alarm. This was at 6 a.m. Yeah, false. Someone oh, paid off. Time to get up anyways. Running back Christian McCaffrey made it clear he did not believe the alarm was set off by accident, saying uh -huh. there's no way it's random. Defensive end Nick Bosa said, quote, I'm sure somebody did it. We haven't had the best of luck, but still... No excuses. We've heard stories like this for decades in the sports world, Steve. I would have to say, as a sports fan, my inclination is it wasn't an accident. There's no chance it was an accident. We've exactly. heard these kind of stories for years and years and years. But this is what people, you know, fans do to disrupt the opponents. The, the thing I credit the fan is it was 6 a.m. I mean, that thing could have been 2.30 or 3 in the morning, yeah. which would have been a whole different story. So at least they waited till 6. <laughs> Before they pulled the alarm. Yeah, this isn't too hard to figure out. You just look at whose shift ended at 6. They pulled the alarm on the way out. So Saturday night, though, won't they have a guard at every alarm? <laughs> because, dear God, Sunday's a Super Bowl. Uh, meanwhile, you alluded to it, Steve. Headline, Chiefs in awe of Raiders accommodations, calling it the best facility in the league. Uh... Chiefs all-pro defensive tackle Chris Jones was blown away by the Raiders' home and said, quote, very first class, new equipment, New facility. Chiefs linebacker Drew Tranquil said, quote, the Raiders facility is unbelievable. The accommodations have been great. So as the oh. Niners play on soft grass in the rain and get woken up by their alarms, the Chiefs are in the, quote, best facility in the league. Which is great to hear. You know, you hope the Raiders are able to do something with that and bring in some free agents and get some players. I mean, Vegas is a huge draw. 
Now if they hear that they Raiders might have the best facilities in the NFL, again, other things that can help the Raiders build for the future and get players to want to go there. But again, look at the discrepancy between the two teams' facilities. You know, one's a college campus, you know, in the middle of the town. The other one's in Henderson all by itself and, you know, first class all the way. You know, if I was the 49ers, I think I would be privately behind the scenes squeaking a lot more about, hey, hold it a second. You know, what's going on here? You know what? No. Let it toughen you up and let it make you so mad that you yeah. go in and you kick their butts. The little, like they've been pampered, so they're soft. You have to look at it. Nick Bosa's oh. right. No excuses. But it does add to that narrative of, Jesus. What? <laughs> What's next? Their bus isn't going to work on the way? Hey, I have told you a million times. <laughs> Never ask the universe what's next, because it will answer. Oh, no. So, Steve, uh, let's look at the game uh, a little differently than we usually do. Uh, the, for the Chiefs to win, Steve, what, did, what, what has to happen? Either what do they have to do or, or what do the Niners have to not do? It For the Chiefs to win, like if the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs come Monday morning, you're probably going to be telling me they won why. Well, for me, uh, the coaches need to be prepared, have a great game game plan, and be able to adjust to what they're seeing on the field. Uh, They need to protect Mahomes, force the 49ers to bring extra pass rushers. They're going to need to succeed running the ball with Pacheco. He needs to have a nice game here. They need to take McCaffrey out of the game and force Brock Purdy to beat them. And for me, they need to get the lead early and convert touchdowns in the red zone. And uh, you and I talked uh, at some point this week. That's like my biggest walking nightmare. My my waking nightmare is that the the Chiefs. I, and the scenario I put together was the Niners win the coin toss. Coach Kyle Shanahan stubbornly follows his rule of deferring the, the the kickoff, which I usually like that. But in this case, I say don't do that. But he will because he's stubborn. The Chiefs take the kickoff probably in the end zone. They start on the 25-yard line. Second play from scrimmage. Mahomes takes a shot. Boom. It's 7-0, and we're 18 seconds into the game, just like the Niners were against your Lions. But coming back against the Chiefs is not the same as coming back against the Lions was. And that takes us to the other side of the football, Steve. For the Niners to win, what do they have to do? For me, Kyle Shanahan has to do what he's capable of doing, being that offensive genius, and just not get stubborn into I'm going to impose my will on them and understand that, look, in this game you have to take what the Chiefs are giving you. In addition to that, they need to have success running the ball to take that pressure off of Purdy. They need to get Purdy involved in the game early, easy throws to get him comfortable, take his nerves out of the game, get him relaxed because he is going to be very nervous playing in his first Super Bowl in only a second year in the league. But they're going to have to find a way to pressure Mahomes, only rushing four, which is much better production from their defensive line than they've gotten late in the season and into this playoffs. And they have to stop the Chiefs on their opening drive to build the confidence, show that they can stop the Chiefs, get the ball back, their defense is good enough, to contain Patrick Mahomes. We've been talking on the sports show uh, at 10 a.m. this week, too, about exactly that, Steve. The the concern, again, with Kyle Shanahan's stubbornness because the way the Niners can exploit that Chiefs defense is the running game, and Shanahan loves that. But if he calls ru- running play, running play, running play, running play, and he doesn't get Purdy into the game quickly, 
all of those nerves get worse because the fact of the matter is, as I said, I think yesterday on the sports show, Patrick Mahomes is going to be nervous on his first snap. It's the goddamn Super Bowl. This kid, Purdy, has never been anywhere, and he is going to be internally Make him feel that he belongs there with a few screen passes, and that's how they do it. So I ask you this, Steve. You said in September before the season, we have it recorded, (laughs) that the Super Bowl would be what it is, Niners and Chiefs, and you said the Niners would win. I'm going to have you do your recap thing here in a second, but just give me the the yes or no. Do you still believe the Niners are going to win? Absolutely. (gasps) Yes! So let's get to the official rundown uh, from Steve. Uh, Technically, the Chiefs are the home team. Super Bowl 58, Steve, the Niners at the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, the Niners struggled coming into this Super Bowl. They came back against the Packers to win 24-21. Huge comeback against the Lions. So they really need to figure out that defense, especially that defensive line to figure it out. But you have to give Brock Purdy credit here because he has led the team back to win those games in both games. So while he has not looked the greatest, he has been able to step up and make things happen. On the other offensive side, you know, Christian McCaffrey is the best non-quarterback, you know, on offense in this game. He needs to really have a great game because that secondary for the Chiefs are really good with Snead and McDuffie. So my fear is is they're going to be able to take McDuffie, put him one-on-one with Debo Samuel, where everyone else has had to double-team him because their secondary corners are not as strong. But McDuffie, being that shutdown corner, I think is going to be able to go one-on-one. So we're going to have to see a big game for McCaffrey and George Kittle to really help open up that offense for the Niners. The Chiefs, on the other hand, they have the experience of having been there, the head coach who's able to adjust on the fly, one of the best coaches at adjusting in Andy Reid. And they absolutely have the best quarterback in the NFL in, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Their offensive line, though, is a little bit banged up. Joe Thune is supposed to be out, although now he's listed as questionable. But I'd be very surprised if he's able to play the right tackle for the Chiefs also led the NFL with 20 penalties, so there are questions on that offensive line, which the 49ers need to exploit. The other part is, is I'm not sold that the wide receivers are that good for the Chiefs, so the secondary, which I think is the weakness for the Niners, really needs to step up, take Kelsey away, because we all know that's where Patrick Mahomes likes to go with the ball in a crucial situation. And Rashi Rice has really stepped up. He's their other top wide receiver. If they can take him out of the game, they're going to force Patrick Mahomes to really spread the ball around in order to be successful as they're going to take his, their top two you know, receiving threats out of the game, making it much more difficult for Mahomes. But I do like the Niners here. I think they have more depth. And hopefully, you know, the, the weaknesses that they have, they're able to figure out and strengthen up that defense. And you, you still are you're, – you're thinking it's going to be a close game. Like, are you thinking nail-biter? I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Uh, I, I have it as 27-21 Niners winning this game. But that could also come on a last-minute touchdown drive. Uh, by no, I'm giving the 40 – I'm giving the uh, 49ers go down 21-20 in the fourth quarter, and they come back and they score a touchdown oh. to take the lead, and then they hold the Chiefs 
on their last drive in order to secure the win. Oh, thanks a lot for adding that storyline in. So the Niners go down, they score. Uh, so I'm going through this for three uh, three games in a row. But they give the ball back to Mahomes with enough time because if there's 20 seconds on the clock, there's enough time for Mahomes to go down the field. And then I have to sit there knowing that Mahomes is going to beat the Niners. Uh... Although in your scenario, they have some amazing stop against the guy who never gets stopped. <sighs> All right, Steve. You got to yes. know. Yes, I know. We'll argue about it in an hour. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I'll talk to you at 10 a.m. <laughs> Thank you. That is uh, Steve Mickelson uh, from MixPicks.com. Two Ks in Mix, two Ks in Picks. Uh, and uh, the MixPicks Sports Show is an hour from now on Rad TV at members.radradio.com on the Rad Radio app uh, and in Sacramento on 1047 FM, 890 AM. And we will be doing our full overview of the Super Bowl. Won't be a repeat of what you just heard. It'll be more in depth. There's other NFL news, NBA news as well, all coming up on Mix Picks, the sports show at 10 a.m. Right now, we're going to play Master of Movies. You're going to pick the prize. We have three different concerts at the Grand Sierra Resort, the Alan Parsons Project on Friday, March 22nd, the Tribute to Queen, Killer Queen on March 24th, or Yellow Wolf on Saturday, April 6th. You pick which of those shows at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno you want to uh, go to. But you got to win Master of Movies. We'll play a movie clip, and then you got to give us the title of the movie to win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20, and if nobody knows the movie... pains me to say it, but go Niners! <laughs> yeah. Droplets everywhere and no winner. You need a winner, Niners? 888-989-9811 for Master of Movies. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome to 2024. It's a presidential election year. So, good Lord, we're all doomed. Let's just get back to Rad Radio. Couple emails, uh, rad at radradio.com. First one is from Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Did our uh, Super Bowl uh, recap with Steve Mickelson, or preview, rather. Uh, and we'll be doing the uh, Mixed Pick Sports Show in one hour, Steve and I, uh, on Rad TV, uh, on the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM, 890 AM. And uh, for, for the purpose of this show, I try to find the more lifestyle-y stuff. So we talked about... All of the things going against the Niners, not in a whiny way. I didn't mean it that way, and they're not saying that. Uh, but their their practice facility is crap. Uh, they're playing in the rain while the Chiefs are indoors. Oh, and their 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 alarm at the fire alarm at the hotel woke them all up the other day. Meanwhile, the Chiefs say that they're they're in the greatest facility in the entire league. This is garbage. And they're not. The Niners aren't, and and real fans aren't in any way saying that that. You've got to go overcome it, which is what Daniel's writing about. He says, I think the 49ers will have the added advantage of being wound up and kind of pissed with all the uncomfortable accommodations in practice in the hotel, yep. et cetera. They're going to bring that energy oh. to the field while the Chiefs are being pampered and princess happy. Mm-hmm. 49ers will kill it. At least that's my cockeyed view at the moment. Is it too early for fireball? Ha ha. Well, there's never a good chance for, never a good time for, for fireball, sir. But thank oh, you for man. that. Uh, and then we got a note here uh, from uh, uh, Allison. Hi, Allison. Not just any Allison, but we've been wondering where Allison was. Did she die or something? Uh, Allison was the winner of the uh, courtside seats uh, for the Sacramento Kings game earlier this week, uh, where they had the audacity to lose to the worst team in the NBA, yes. the, the Detroit Pistons. God damn it. But we're still hoping we get a report on whether or not Allison had a good uh, time. And she finally wrote in, said, I was the winner for the Kings tickets. Let me say we had the best time. I ended up bringing my dad, and the night did not disappoint. First the Lexus Lounge, and then the amazing seats, and the overall experience. It was literally a night to remember. Aww. Kind of. <laughs> I have been meaning to write in to thank my rad family, but I was so hungover from all the free drinks we got. Yay! That today, 
I think I'm finding myself again. <laughs> I just want to say again, thank you, thank you to Dawn's Fingers for picking my name out of the bucket. Oh, yay! Oh, and sorry to whatever man wrote in before you announced that I was the winner. I'm not even a fan of basketball, so hee-hee, <laughs> a girl won, and I had an amazing night. Thanks again. Yes. I don't know. Good. Time to pick your prize. Three different concerts at the Grand Sierra Resort. You can either go see Alan Parsons Project, Killer Queen, that's a tribute to Queen, or Yellow Wolf. Shows are on March 22nd, 24th, April 6th, respectively. And George, you are caller 18. Good morning. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. yo. You'll guess first if you know the movie. You win. If not, we'll go to Allison. Hi, good morning. Hi. And Noah, your caller 20. Good morning. Morning. Looking for another rom-com from 2009. And he was actually just a spark. And you guys all buy it, eat it up, and you love it. What is this rom-com from 2009? And he was actually just a spark. And you guys all buy it, eat it up, and you love it. I'm going to play it one more time uh, for a technical reason that is behind the scenes that nobody needs to know. So out of fairness, we again are looking for a rom-com from 2009. And he was actually just a spark. And you guys all buy it, eat it up, and you love it. All right, George, what do you think the uh, movie is? Oh, knocked up. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded so defeated (laughs) there. Uh, Allison. Uh, Couples Retreat. That's a good one. Yeah, I forgot about that movie. (laughs) And Noah. Fifty First Dates. Oh, you lose. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a who's who of horrible films. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. He's just not that into you. And I am just Hello? not that into this movie. Guys invented the spark so they could not call and treat you kind of badly and keep you guessing and then convince you that that anxiety and that fear that just develops naturally in you is actually just a spark. And you guys all buy it, eat it up, and you love it. You love it because you feed off that, that drama. You all love that drama. I mean, that is all true. <laughs> just the overall movie I was just uh, never really into. Uh, Pick Your Prize returns again next week, uh, each weekday morning at 7, 8, and 9 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. If your New Year's resolution was to stop making poor life choices, what are you doing listening to this show? Welcome back to Rad Radio. We got this email, rad at radradio.com from Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Says, it is my birthday on Sunday, and as I have been made painfully aware by my husband, that doesn't matter because it's the Super Bowl. (laughs) True. I am turning a dashing 27 years old, and all I want for my birthday is to hear a big, hello, Zoe. (laughs) From Rob. I wrote in last year, and I got an hello, as I am a 1997 baby, but the deal breaker was I have my adorable little crotch goblin. I understand, Rob. Thank you. I'm just superficial. I can't deal with Holocaust of the gut. She says, I uh, love you guys so much. Happy, happy birthday, 
now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday or we'll punch you in the face. Zoe will always remember her 27th birthday was the weekend that we unveiled Butt Monday gear <laughs> in the stupid store. Super store! Every Monday's a butt. We had a real Butt Monday on Monday, thanks to most of you. Uh, and so we decided to put together a line of uh, Butt Monday swag. Uh, we have hoodies and t-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeve shirts, coffee mugs. And you can choose whether you want the butts of dogs or the butts of humans. <laughs> Just go to radradio.com, go to the stupid store. Superstore! And we will ship them to you. Um, uh, this is from Danielle. Hey, Danielle. It's a follow-up. During Jokes on the Maggots, we had to talk about Bluey a little bit because 10-year-old Lily sent in a joke about Bluey. And the whole reason I was having Brandon set it up, because Brandon watches it with his 9-year-old, some grown adults watch it alone uh, with their Labrador Retrievers, too, I've heard. Uh-huh, um, yeah, hmm. no, no judging. But um, uh, <laughs> the, the whole reason I brought it up was that, that Lily told this joke about Bluey and and use the pronoun of she and I, I was trying to figure out is it really a she and it didn't know because I don't and Brandon you did confirm it, it is, is. Okay. Yep. but within that conversation of course Dawn got her rocking chair out and put it on the porch <laughs> and wanted to know why it, why it's blue if it's a she because right. you know pink and all that and uh, Danielle wrote in and said she's a blue healer that's why she's named Bluey oh duh right. that's okay. right okay but still I think she comes across male. <sighs> I, I, Blue is a boy I, for mm-hmm. me. I think, I, I think genders just doesn't need to be part of kids' cartoons. So. Well, it is confusing because I've never even seen the cartoon, but I've heard everybody talk about it, and I always thought it was a boy. And we've always had genders in cartoons. We always knew who was what. I know. You yeah. know what? And for decades, we always had white people painting themselves brown, putting on blackface, oh. and uh, mocking African Americans. Oh, I mean, a conversation oh. in the 50s. We've always oh, had people in blackface. Lord. Why not consider it? Why not? Oh, my well, God, yes. up until what, 2010, we always had rampant gay jokes on every sitcom. I mean, watch a few reruns of, of Two and a Half Men even that recently. Oh, it's like, man. wow. Gosh, I mean, we always had you. it. Yeah, we should just keep it. Oh, you're so entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> a member of the Kyle Army has written in. About, yeah. Um, remember, we have, uh, we have uh, uh, Kyle Army uh, shirts and swag as well oh. in the in the stupid store. Superstore! It's actually a beautiful logo. Um, yeah. uh, uh, it has nothing to do with the Kiss Army logo at all whatsoever. No. Completely different. No. Uh, but we have so many Kyles that listen, you can be part of the... And you don't have to be a Kyle to be part of the Kyle Army. Uh, but those also at radradio.com in the stupid store. Superstore! Uh, this Kyle is writing in because uh, a Rad TV viewer wrote in about the 49ers jacket that I'm wearing. It's a Letterman's jacket uh, with leather sleeves and all that. And I had talked about it earlier in the week. Thought I'd wear it for the Friday uh, before the Super Bowl and so Rad TV could see it. Uh, and it's uh, when I mentioned it, it's, it's from 1991. That, that, that's insane that you fit in it. It's uh, it's it's in great shape. Yes, my body my body is the exact same <laughs> in terms of specs as it was when I graduated high school. Five ten eleven ish and 175 pounds. Dear Lord. Except for one six month stint when my wife and I were first dating and we got fappy and I got up to 188. Oh that was, no. That was a little rough. Fappy. Good Lord. Oh, hey, hey, I had to I had to get a, a suit made. Because I couldn't fit in any of my suits to go to a charity event. I am a 40 regular off the rack hey. if I want to. I had to go to a 44. I was so fat. Hey. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Let's hear more of how terrible it was. When you realized you were fappy, yeah. how long did it take you to three, not oh. be fappy? Oh, three to four weeks. Uh, I mean, it came right just off. stop and, and, talking. And I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just went back to, okay... I can't because we were uh, traveling, you know, back and forth. Uh-huh. She was in Dallas, I was in right, Sacramento. Yeah. I can't just fast food everything, frozen dinner, everything. Oh, just, so man. I just started cooking for myself again. Shush. Good stuff too. Zip it. What? I got great metabolism <laughs> for my family. You know what you do. Anyways, uh. that all brought up that back in 1991, no internet. 
So I drove to San Francisco. I'm from the gay area originally. Gay area. There was this uh, this pro shop that sold just the greatest sports stuff. All the gear for all the sports. And uh, I bought this jacket for myself as a reward for uh, getting promoted and uh, to a program director. Whee! Uh, at the <laughs> time. That's a big deal. But I was wondering I, if, if, if this door was still there. So I, I don't want to show busy because I haven't seen the email, but are they asking about the price of that jacket? They are not. Okay, so... But, you know, you bought that in 91. How much would that jacket be worth today? Because I see that jacket and I think, oh, that's got to be at least 500 bucks. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I bet it's even more than that, a jacket of this style. Because I, I remember, because I was, well, I was not even 20 yet. I, I had not turned 20. I, so believe me, I remember I paid 295 bucks for this thing, Damn. which yeah. was a lot of money to me then. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I've seen jackets similar, maybe even twice your guess, but I can find out. Uh, that, I, do you know what? It's it. timeless, too, which is odd. The way that they designed it. Yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff doesn't. Uh, anyways, uh, all of that is for <laughs> one of the Kyle armies to say, yes, Rob, that store is still there. Oh, my. Cool. Wow. I just got a San Francisco oh. State hoodie there. I love that's that. All embroidered, and that was better than anything else at the student store. The weird tie into oh. that is that San Francisco State, what is they in in the late '80s? I have no idea what it is now. They were known to have a pretty good college radio program, uh, and I already knew I wanted to get into radio. Worst dream ever for a kid. Just ask my parents. <laughs> Fortunately, I found Ohlone College, which actually ran like a oh, commercial man. radio station, so I, I learned the right way. But because San Francisco State was close to where I lived and was known for broadcasting, uh, I, we re- I reached out to them, et cetera, and, and they offered me a, a, a partial scholarship because I, I was on the high school baseball team. I was pitcher and shortstop. They offered me a partial scholarship to play second base on a terrible college baseball team, and I, I, it was that moment I realized – the baseball door has closed entirely. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew it was so. barely. It was. It's like that screen door. You know the screen door when it bangs shut and then it opens just a little. Yeah. It was. It was there, and the oh. spring just needed to be slammed shut, <laughs> and it did. Um, I mentioned that I found a, a smoky deviled eggs because I'm going to make a few different deviled eggs for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, emailer wrote in and said, "Yes, my brother brought these to Christmas dinner, and they were amazing." Okay. How could they? They're smoking. Mm. Uh, Jason wrote in uh, and said, uh, thank you, Rad Crew, for a great show. Diehard Raider fan here. Raiders. I will not be rooting for Kansas City. As a Raider fan, I hate the knowledge of the Chiefs in the Raider home locker room. <laughs> Lots of rumblings from Vegas uh, about fans saying that and the Chiefs talking about I mean, they're saying lovely things. It's the best, best facility in the entire league, but they are like – they're using towels to, like, cover up the Raiders logos in the locker room oh, so that they don't have to look real, at it or anything. <laughs> you know how these players, you'll say how they like to mess with each other? And since those two teams are rivals, do you think someone will chisel in somewhere on a bench, Chiefs were here? Yes. Chiefs mm. was here. God, I, I would hope not. That would be almost as classless as Travis Kelsey uh, asking Taylor Swift to marry him on the Super Bowl field. Most athletes have a much higher level of respect for the game and the equipment. Just have some fun with me. Oh, I don't find vandalism to be fun. I, I'm a grown adult, so I, I, I got over that when I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old. Going back to Travis Kelsey proposing possibly at the end of the Super Bowl, my theory is Taylor Swift is going to come out and drop one knee and ask Travis to marry her. Oh. Well, she does wear the pants. That would be awful. You think so? Yes! I mean... Oh my! God. It's not. It's not the same level of uh, disrespect as Travis doing it, and it and it does it does put the the, the football teams in an odd position of well, what are we going to do here? 
I hope you're wrong. More wrong yeah. than ever about anything. Oh, my God. It is a National Pizza Day, so we talked about uh, favorite toppings in the new survey and combinations and such, and that always elicits a few emails that Jeremy wrote in. Said the only way to go is Hawaiian pizza, so Canadian bacon and pineapple, oh. with garlic sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like changing out the sauces. Just give me marinara. I, yeah. I, the red sauce is the red sauce. I don't like. I don't like the barbecue sauce. <laughs> no. I, so so I don't mind the barbecue sauce or when Stupid. they do like a barbecue salsa then. sauce. No. But it becomes a different pizza. It's not like a pizza pizza. It's you know, now pizza. it's a barbecue pizza or it's a Mexican pizza. Right. And if you want those flavors, get that. Go go get a Mexican <laughs> dish. Go get some ribs. <laughs> God. Now, Talia, Talia wrote in uh, and said, what are the favorite pizza places of the Rad family? Well, Talia, all you have to do to find out is download the Circles with an S app. Uh, it's free in the App Store. And then follow each or every one of us uh, because that's what Circles is all about, a social media positivity app. None of this Yelp crap. You would just go into my profile, for example, and you hit the wheel to restaurants, and you spin the wheel to the slice of pizza, and you hit it, and then you'll see pizza places that I like. And you can do the same thing with uh, Don and Kyle and Brandon. That way, it's, that's what's so great about Circles. We don't have to give out a bunch of free advertising <laughs> to places we might like to go, but you can still find out what our favorite pizza places are. Circles with an S. Uh, this is from uh, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. As I often do when we have surveys like uh, America's favorite pizza toppings in the annual survey, we were letting the uh, the underlings here play the shout-out game, uh, trying to guess as we <laughs> went along from uh, pepperoni of the favorite topping and then sausage and, and then mushrooms. And, and every time, Dawn was saying the same thing, and Sarah uh. says, thanks, Dawn, all day. All I'm going to hear is, black olives! Black olives! Black olives! And how long did it take? Down to number seven? Oh, God, no. It wasn't even the top ten. Oh, Jesus. Like 14. What? Yeah. What? Um, no name on this email that says, I just wanted to validate Kyle. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but <laughs> Kyle, I'm with you. I love anchovies, sardines, smoked salmon, salty herring fish. Love it all. We usually eat it with mashed potatoes or on a toasted rye bread. Oh, oh, oh the herring God. on a rye bread toasted. That sounds good. Ooh, Ooh with some, some onions on it, too. Ooh, Worst dinner mince. party ever. <laughs> it can oh be Kyle and that emailer. And that's it. Uh, Giovanni wrote in and said, I worked at a round table for two years. There was one customer who would always order a personal anchovy pizza, just anchovies, with blue cheese dipping sauce. Ew. Mm. Something wrong with that individual. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, someone was always in their trunk. Yeah, that's a bridge too far. Oh, my <laughs> God. Ugh. Let's play Win Rob's Change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. Yesterday at this time, we gave away over $3,000. Uh, so we started again this morning. Very good guess, uh, and and dancing around the answer already. Uh, so uh, if you have figured it out from that one guess and the clue that I gave you, uh, and you give us the right amount of money, you win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. This is Rad Radio. Just remember, it doesn't matter where we are as long as we're here. Huh? What the hell does that even mean? What has happened to this show? We got this email, rad at radradio.com from Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Says, I had a dream last night that I was ordering the happiest hour sleep shots from the stupid store. Superstore. And when I went to order today in real life and make my dream come true, there's no sleep shot. 
Will you be adding it at any time? Please help my dream come true. Oh, no. These are the two-ounce uh, liquid shots uh, called uh, Happiest Hour, made with all-natural terpenes, and they're designed to do what each one says. The wake shot, my favorite, which gives you that all-natural energy boost and clears your mind. Uh, there is the calm shot, perfect for anxiety. That's actually what I use if I need a little help to fall asleep because sleeping pills and drugs and the sleep shot knock me on my ass because I'm a puss. <laughs> I, I, I am. Um, the mend shot helps you recover and manage your pain. There's intensify, which intensifies whatever you're doing, whether it's partaking, having sex, and other things. Yes, there is a sleep shot. Yes, we are getting them. It's a matter of getting three really busy entities on the phone together and just finalizing some things. They will be back. I promise all the other ones are available in the Stupid Store. Super Store. You go to radradio.com, click the Stupid Store. Super Store. You'll see the swag, and then you'll see the Happiest Hour bottles. You just click on that, God. and then we will ship them right to you. Uh, we got this follow-up email from Rashida uh, talking about uh, my 49ers jacket that I'm wearing today. Bought it in 1991, and I yes, I can still fit into it because I'm the same size I've been Jerk. since I graduated high school. Stop it. Uh, Rashida says, I'm a 43-year-old woman, <laughs> and up until last year, I have been the same size since I was 16. Oh, shut up! 5'6", 350 oh, pounds. Get out of here! But hey, I'm stable. Ugh. Very good. Whatever. Been... Hey, I finally caught up with you, though. Didn't she say up until now? No, she's been 5'6", 350 oh, since she graduated high school. That was the joke. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Brandon, I'm just going to use this camera here <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Uh, we got somebody who, uh, when it, it, Dawn was right, these, uh, these pictures of Brittany Mahomes um, for the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit. She's that bitch wife of Patrick Mahomes. God, She's going to be in the swimsuit issue. Um, and <laughs> it, she look, they didn't do a good job airbrushing her. There's no amount of airbrushing that will not make her a bitch. But somebody somebody did their job and went in, and they made it correct. Oh. They've, they've got oh. uh, Brittany Mahomes, and they've replaced her face with the proper horse head. Excellent. Oh, so now, now you can almost look at her. Right? So that's uh, nice. The best things <laughs> in life are free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees with Rose Change. What I want with Rose Change. What I want with Rose Change. Make your best guess and estimate the calculation in Rob's jar of change with Rose Change. What I want with Rose Change. What I want with Rose Change. Face of a horse, personality of an ass. Is this, <laughs> is this the overwhelming opinion of guys, or is this one of those things where it's split in how you oh. all feel she looks? Oh no, looks. I don't know. Okay. I, 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 she's ugly because of her personality. Uh, I, I can't get past it. it uh, you know what? I like that though. At least it's based on her personality. Yeah, I mean, she's nothing to look at either, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, and she is a horse face. Hey, maybe she can win us some money at the Kentucky Derby. You know? Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> uh. uh. Let's get to caller 18 to win Rob's change. Hello, Rick. Good morning again, Rad. Oh, same Rick from 630. Oh. That makes people pissed it off. It is. All right. <laughs> I know. I love it. Yeah, good. Good for you. Good. You should embrace it. All right. Well, you gave us a guess that I said was was in the area already of, of, of what I was alluding to. So uh, let's see if in the last three hours you figured out what the right amount of uh, money is. What is it? All right. Let's go with $206.00. And twenty-four cents. All right, two hundred six dollars. Okay, what was what's your thinking there? That is the beautiful Christina's birthday. Oh, that is so sweet. All right. Okay. All right. And hopefully, that's sweet. now, now, if you didn't hear like the before the first clue, I can't really explain why that's also an excellent guess. You lose. 
My uh, my wife's birthday was February sixth of uh, this year, twenty four. I mean, she wasn't born this year, obviously. <laughs> we talked about it. Uh, okay, it's interesting. That'd be weird. Uh, so, okay, here's here's your next clue. The Super Bowl couple. Right? You know it now? Yeah, of course I do. The Super Bowl couple is your clue, but you have to wait until Monday morning at 6.30 to win Rob's change. All right, we just got this email from Chuck. Hey, says, Chuck. just curious, has every team that lost the Super Bowl been supported by Dawn as she continues her <laughs> traditional team jumping? If true, then I am worried as a 49er fan, and she needs to support the Chiefs, as she's done in the past. Hmm, I don't uh, think we've kept records on that, have yeah, we? Yeah, no, I mean, it could happen. I have changed teams mid-Super Bowl before. True, mid-Super Bowl. Yeah, Mid-game. Yeah, oh. if I start feeling bad for the Chiefs or liking something, I, I might change. Oh, for God's mm. sake. So they're going to show, they're gonna, you know what it is? They're going to pan to Jason Kelsey, the good oh, Kelsey. Oh, and his wife. I love them. And he's going to do something that makes Dawn go, oh, yay, I want a Kelsey, you win. Screw you, husband. <laughs> Screw you, Rob, who I've known longer than husband. I want the 49ers to use now. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. New Year, same crappy show. Call us anytime at 888-989-9811. This is Rad Radio. Last segment of Rad Radio before the uh, Super Bowl. In about 15 minutes, it'll be the Mixed Pick Sports Show. Steve Mickelson and I running down the uh, ins and outs of the game and uh, making official predictions. Uh, that'll be on Rad TV and members.radradio.com on the Rad Radio app in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890. A.M. Brandon, earlier this morning, I don't think you were joking, and it would be the right call uh, since you are a Raiders fan. Raiders. Uh, in terms of uh, the Rad Radio rule that you have to root for somebody in the Super Bowl, you can't root for the Chiefs, so you're you're rooting for the Niners, but not not exuberantly. I am, yeah. and you know, I, I would love to see the Chiefs lose just because they have been winning so much, and I'm tired of the t- tra- tra- trailer <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You know, just to put all that stuff to bed and snuff that hype out. And Brock Purdy, I would. love love to see him get a win under his belt with him being Mr. Irrelevant. And so there is there is a little bit of joy in, in a Niner win, just a yes. bit. Okay. And I enjoyed watching them. I would, I enjoyed the last time they played the uh, the Lions two weeks ago. I almost said last weekend. Um, because it was such an exciting yeah. game. The, the, all of these games leading up to the Super Bowl have been great to watch. Now, so Kyle, uh, uh, you and your dad are, are Cowboy fans. That's correct. It kind of makes it like, like, unless there's a, a reason, like, I like, as a Niner fan, I would never root for the Cowboys. The only time I would is if the Cowboys were playing in the Super Bowl and the Niners weren't because my wife is a Cowboy fan, and I would want her to be happy. But other than that, I can't do it. So I I, I, I assume you aren't rooting for the Niners. See, so I'm, I'm kind of a weirdo because I used to be a Redskins fan. Now they're the Commanders, and then I jumped ship to the Cowboys because they're my dad's favorite team. We went and saw them in Dallas for his birthday one year, and um, I'm more of a fantasy football fan player fan so i like more of like the players and what they do i never really got into football and never really played it so i don't really have a stand in it i'm voting for the niners because you're a fan my best friend's a fan Aww. and a lot of the people around me are not really like the kyle shanahan and mccaffrey story going okay. on right there and i really want to see brock purdy take one and prove everybody I that know. he's not irrelevant and he should yes. have been a, a bit a bigger pick in the round instead right. of a third rounder Love that. so we have four a uh, niner well three niner rooters 
and uh, a true Niner fan, uh, me, for the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I know what that means in terms of the outcome. Oh, God. If you are a welfare recipient <laughs> and you are just waking up to start your busy day. Good morning. Here's a recap via emails from allegedly working Americans Ooh. of what you missed on today's show, Graham. It's National Pizza Day. And at one point, we were talking about the survey, and uh, it's like uh, 80% of people eat the crust, but 20% don't eat the crust. And I mentioned that my wife is one of them. Uh, and then uh, Dawn and Kyle wanted me to just to not throw away the extras or whatever, so I said I would bring in uh, my, my wife's crust. And the minute I said it, I thought, oh, man. And sure enough, Greg wrote in, and I would said, says I would see Christina Crust being a top seller in the Stupid Store. Superstore. Yeah. Because the crust could come from so many different places. It, it oh could. My. I I think I'm going to get vetoed on the <laughs> on that idea. Gosh. Really? Well, plus, I I like to keep the crust for myself. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, Eric wrote in about uh, topping. So the most hated topping for uh, pizzas was anchovies, and mm. second was eggplant, which is just like it's water squash. Ugh, but Eric says, uh, well, Rob, my girlfriend loves eggplant with her pizza. First we eat our pizza, and then she wraps her mouth around my eggplant. Oh. Okay. Uh, we started the show this morning with an email from uh, Anthony, whose 12-year-old daughter does her own laundry. Somehow that came up in the office of her school, and the school worker was appalled and basically made him feel like he's running a sweatshop. As it turns out, it's actually quite normal. It's just snowflakes like this school worker who keep dragging down the reality of, yes, most of you are still making your kids do chores, participate, contribute. You just don't have the time to be dramatic and make a spectacle of yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Kelly wrote in and says, uh, I know I'm a little late to the conversation. Yeah, we started the show with this, and now we're ending with it, you jerk. <laughs> Sorry, I was driving. I wanted to, no excuse. It's a long drive. I wanted to chime in. At 12 years old, I was cutting and edging lawns, cooking daily for five people, including myself, doing my own laundry, getting myself and my older and younger sisters up and to the bus stop on time, and on the weekends, I was washing cars with a crew of four to six friends, and we would all take home 70 to $100 each every weekend. Damn. So laundry at 12 is nothing. The office worker should go back to their spoiled, sheltered life and feel ashamed that they have no work ethic at all. Maybe the office worker should get some real problems. All well said. Yeah. And a bit of a humble brag, too. I'm glad she had more to say after she said at 12 years old she started cutting. Y yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I'm glad that didn't take a very dark turn. Yeah. Uh, Greg wrote in, same subject, and says, school staff can be such a pain to deal with. I got into an argument with a school staffer, and I asked to talk to the principal so I could file a complaint. Of course, we homeschool, so my wife told me to shut the blank up, and I had to sleep on the couch. That's great. Yeah. Well-crafted. Uh, if you... Uh, if you watch us live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, we uh, put up during commercial breaks uh, the question of the day, and you email in your answers. We save them till the end of the show, and we read a couple of the best ones. What was today's question, Brando? What is your most memorable Super Bowl party moment, good or bad, and why? Got a couple of doozies here. It's hard to pick which one to start with, so we'll go to Wendy. Hi, Wendy. I was sick the night before. Now, the only thing she didn't do, and she does say uh, I, I hadn't... Uh, I hadn't pre-wrote. I, I didn't highlight this part, but she does say that she's she's writing this email. She doesn't feel well, uh, but she the only thing she didn't answer in which Super Bowl was it. So oh. I don't know when this happened, but she said I was sick the night before the Super Bowl, and then I woke up on Super Bowl day. We were supposed to have a party gathering of more than a few people, so we were supposed to have people over, but it had to be canceled. So I went and I took a nice warm bath, which helped me so much. I wrapped the towel around my hair, got out of the bath, and I walked out of the bathroom. And what do I see but everybody in our front room and kitchen helping themselves to food and everything, and everybody turned their heads and looked at me. What? Oh, God. I was so embarrassed, I've got the towel around my hair. 
I'm yeah. totally naked. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I will never forget this. Oh, And God. I will never forgive my boyfriend who, now she doesn't explain this, but who I thought had called everyone and canceled. That's the end of the story. I don't know where the miscommunication came in, but. Oh, for, he decided, nah. Oh, gonna my. Have or. Oh, that's horrifying. Or you're right, yeah. just a miscommunication. I mean, the moment the moment oh. that you can't miss is however it got there is, yes. Maybe he thought she said, I'm going to ditch right. out on the party. That's exactly what I went to is oh, trying to imagine no. man and woman speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And knowing how we don't listen or communicate oh. in the same ways. Did he get the impression, oh, you're just going to take a bath and stay up here or whatever. Okay. And then, but she thought for whatever reason he's going to cancel. And but I mean, walking out to all your friends completely naked. So to narrow yes. down the Super Bowls, I'm thinking this is pre-cell phone when those cameras would have been rolling. Oh God! Because <laughs> that would have been followed up. Oh. And then it was on video and photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meg wrote in and said, "Shut up, Meg." My most memorable was Super Bowl 49. My husband is a die-hard Broncos fan. And when Peyton Manning fumbled the very first snap, my husband proceeded to launch himself off the couch and throw a blanket. Well, it was what he thought a blanket. He, what Throw what he thought was a blanket. Little did he know, our cat was asleep in the blanket. The poor kitty went flying. He was unhurt. But that cat did not come out of hiding for days and never let my husband near him. Again. That was his you. plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, for uh, Rad TV viewers, uh, sports fans, etc., uh, stick around. Uh, the Mixed Pick Sports Show starts on Rad TV and members.radradio.com in a mere moments. You can also listen on the Rad Radio app for free. And in Sacramento, it's on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. For the rest of you, the next time we talk, we will have a Super Bowl champion. Go Niners! Full, yeah, go Niners. full Super Bowl show yeah. on Monday. <laughs> Uh, it's basically nothing else to talk about. Best commercials, uh, which a lot of you have already seen because they're on the internet. The yeah, halftime, the, the halftime show. Ooh, come yeah. on, Billy Joel. If if if, if an emailer is right, because we talked about uh, Usher has a new album out, and the track that they dropped called A Town Girl because it's all about he's from Atlanta. It samples Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. Billy Joel has a new album out. Would Billy Joel be the super <gasps> surprise guest who comes Huge. out yeah. and plays? The plays for A Town Girl, and then maybe they wrap up with this, doing a Billy Joel song. This yeah. will give us hope for 2024. And now that we've built it up, <laughs> and oh. all we get is Lil John, uh, it'll, yeah. it'll be just awful. Lil John meditating. <laughs> He'll be on a unicycle. So for the rest of you, uh, we'll be back on Monday. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys and gang him. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. Adios. So long. Very well. Dar. Bon voyage. Toodle oo. Uh, so long. Bye bye. Ta ta. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Sayonara, dude. So long. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> so long, stink town. Well, goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven. God bless the United States. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.